2: Uh Carl has uh one of my favorite podcasts ever. A
3: podcast that I mentioned before the Who Are These Podcasts? It's called run by a guy called Carl. Cuz. Cuz aroo. Cuz Who are these podcasts? They do a show about shows.
2: This is a podcasting expert. It's hilarious. The show's hilarious. It's showtime. <laughs>
0: W-A-T-P! So, Dick, you have to do the W-A-T-P thing. It's like the WNBC that Howard used to do? Oh, yeah. W-A-T-P! Perfect! I got called out because you didn't do it last time, and I always tell all oh. my co-hosts they have to do that. Hello, bag-slappers and cousin. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show that reviews every podcast, from Alison Rosen is your new best friend to How It Obviously Ends. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, host of The Dick Show, .show, dick.show, thedickshow.com, it's Dick Masterson.
2: Hey, what's up, buddy? Happy to be back.
0: So happy to have you back. This is the
2: most professional podcast on the internet. I know that sounds like a slam to say, but I really believe it.
0: (laughs) Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Well, now I got to add that to the intro. This intro keeps getting longer and longer. If you'd like to support the show, please buy our merchandise. You can go to whoarethese.com and click the link. Discuss our show on our subreddit. Leave us a voicemail, 585 612 1388. Email the show, WATP show at gmail. We also encourage our listeners to give us a five star review on iTunes, but then shit all over us in the comments section. I have some new iTunes uh, reviews to read. We've been getting pounded with one star reviews lately, (laughs) Dick. It's crazy. Today we'll be reviewing a podcast called The Biggest Problem in the Universe. This was a suggestion from a listener, Jeff M. Um, Dick and I have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show with hosts Maddox and Dick Masterson. There's a lot of episodes of the show. It's one of my favorites. I was excited to go back and revisit it, but I wasn't sure what we should listen to because there's so many episodes. So I put it out to the sub to see what they thought. We got a lot of good suggestions. We decided to listen to episode twenty nine which is the famous uncooked rice episode oh yeah and uh and one that's more early on in the show when you guys were still buddies and then we also listened to episode seventy eight so we'll be breaking down <laughs> se- seventy eight is crazy because that's the one that has Aaron Tillman the dating advice girl on yeah. it so it's, this
2: is, uh, I mean, you're picking pre, no one has fucked anyone else's ex at this point. Right. And then you've picked the episode immediately after someone <laughs> definitely has. So that should be a fun comparison.
0: That's what I thought. I, I thought that would work, <laughs> out, work out really well. So I wanted to ask you, Dick, before we started to get into clips, and I have a lot of clips to play here, I yeah. want to ask you, you notoriously said you never listened to these shows after you recorded them. Did you no, go back I, and, and I listen? no
2: um you didn't no i listened to the uh the best debate okay good episode, we're gonna get to that, that too not, i can't listen to myself man if i hear any recording of myself like doing anything it's just like it feels like there's a black hole in the pit of my stomach from which there is no escape i can't do it oh you're gonna have a rough time today then my friend oh
0: god you're all over these clips <laughs> i might as well start off with something that you said that I had a poll from episode uh, 29.
4: Okay. I am the winner from the last episode. That was my problem, baby.
2: Woo, winner. I'm the best. Yeah, you're, just, you're like that guy who carries the ball to the 99th yard line and then just fumbles it right out of bounds. All
0: right. Dick, I know that you're not a sports yeah. But there is no 99th yard line. You can't run the ball to the 99th yard line. It's It'd be the one yard line is the one before the goal.
2: Yeah. It really, you know, it's the strangest thing when you're talking for a living that yeah. things that you think in your head – like, the metaphors just don't come out right. Like, I know it's one yard line. I've heard it of a million course. times. And I know that, but, but like, for some reason, just saying it, sometimes it gets all jumbled up. And you're like, well, I guess I'm just an asshole. Like, fuck, yeah. fuck me. All right. Um, and the same thing happened in the antibiotics episode. Like, I know what an antibody and an antibiotic is. But yeah. you, just get, you just get it in your head and get all twisted around. That's one of the reasons I love your show so much, because you... merciless and tearing into people who have these very simple clubs
0: well i I know i've been told that i nitpick (laughs) a little bit and that's probably true but the beauty of podcasting is that you can edit it if you want to and i know that maddox did edit these shows quite a bit yeah um this is i wanted to talk about you guys were discussing having to work a retail job on thanksgiving I think this was, like, from the previous episode, episode 28. And your take on it was, fuck these people. They have a shitty job at Walmart. You got to go work your shitty job at Walmart. What do you want from me? Yeah. And, of course, Maddox always takes the wrong side and always has to make it about his one experience having a real job, the telemarketing company. (laughs) Holy shit, every time. So this is... Maddox explaining that you're wrong because of his experience at that company. At the telemarketing. Get it a few, right, at the telemarketing yeah. company.
4: You don't get a few hours off to have with your family. You never do. In fact, when I worked at the old telemarketing company when I was a programmer, I worked the graveyard shift and I was asleep during the day, so I never got to see my family. What is this, Oliver Twist?
0: <laughs> I have a huge issue with what Maddox is saying because he's lying all the time. He's got yeah. this weird made-up life that he talks about <laughs> going to parties and having a job, and none of it's real.
2: He was a late-night programmer, the graveyard shift yes! of programming. That- if we don't get if we don't get the C programmed at night, then all these
0: calls can't go through the next
2: day. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Thank
0: you. that I was gonna say. There's no such thing as a C shift for programmers. It's not a factory we got to get these computers working for us 24-7. That's how that works. You just buy more computers. The lines are down. we got to reprogram them up. They're all scrambled. we got to get the programmers. I don't care how long it takes these programmers at a telemarketing center. We've got to get the lines up. And it's so funny to me. I don't know what he did at this company, but he was the best salesperson when he was working the telemarketing phones. And then he was the programmer working overnight. So then I think he was like the CEO at one point. Like, this, none of this is real. What the fuck is yeah. this guy talking about? he I, had no time to see his family who whom he hates right who, who don't even live in the same state so it's fine yeah. i love that you don't call him out on that bullshit i can only imagine you got to pick your spots with this guy
2: well because otherwise the show would just turn into bickering like right. nobody wants to listen to no i don't think people want to listen to like Like, you know when you're in a a shitty relationship and you spend all of your fights just nitpicking what the
0: other person says? Nobody wants to listen to that. No, I Uh, I hang out with those fucking people and it's so obnoxious. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, this brings me to the next point where you did call him out, and I appreciate this. You guys took a voicemail from Butt Sanchez. Maddox says you have to wear a condom when you have sex. He says, what about when you have sex underwater? How do you wear a condom? And this leads to... The thing I love about Maddox is that when he's talking about sex, he sounds like a virgin. He sounds like a guy who's never had sex before. So this is uh, the setup clip here.
2: Yeah. How are you supposed to have sex underwater with a condom, you fucking idiot? You don't have sex underwater. (laughs) You don't have sex in a hot tub?
0: All right, so you've immediately shamed him. Because he says no, having sex underwater is not a good idea. You've shamed him, and now he has to backtrack and explain (laughs) that he has sex in water all the time. (laughs) And this is totally how a guy who has sex in water would explain this.
4: Water isn't a good lubricant. It just doesn't fucking work, man. I've tried. Look, I've had sex in an ocean. I've had sex in swimming pools. (laughs) I've had sex in hot tubs. I've had sex in sinks. Like it doesn't fucking work. Sorry, ocean. Yeah, you had sex in an ocean. In the yeah, in an ocean. In the ocean. What were you doing?
0: So he has to throw out every body of water he can think of. I, I fucked in rivers. I banged chicks in creeks. I was in a thunderstorm once. Like, okay, we get it. You fuck He's a like lot. like Tommy
2: Lee Jones in The Fugitive. I fucked in sinks. I fucked in a Dixie cup. I fucked in a water cooler. I fucked in a... What
0: <laughs> the fuck is wrong with this guy? And you... I fucked in a reservoir. I fucked in a lake. You rightfully point out that one of these things is not like the other. You know, swimming pools, hot tubs. Yeah, we get it. Ocean. Like, Oh, ocean. <laughs> <laughs> well, because when I hear that list, I'm like, oh,
2: I can't picture that. What do you mean? Like, well, it's the uh, that's what made that show so great. It's the OK. What this did is, you mean by that part? This is the
0: clip of you asking for the story. Having sex. <laughs> Banging
4: into the
2: sex
0: cruise. What do no. you mean? You
2: were, you were out in the ocean having sex. Yeah, I was on the ocean having sex. I'm not going to get a story out of you for having Hell, sex in the it, ocean. Yeah, I mean, at least in a pool and in a spa, you have something to leverage yourself off of. In the ocean, seems like you're just humping the air like a dolphin. Do you see why it's weird that you would say the ocean? Because you're just floating around like a buoy, stabbing
4: your penis forward into the salt water. No, Dick, I don't have to jerk my entire fucking body. How do you
0: have sex in the ocean then? All right, so that's a great question. <laughs> How do you have sex in the ocean? We're all all wondering how this works. Yeah. So I can picture Maddox's mind is racing. He's thinking up a story now. None of this has ever happened. He's making all of this up because he starts by saying it's all in the hips. And then listen to where he gets to as he's making up this story in real time. Well,
4: with my hips, man, I just rock them. Look, here's the thing. I was in the I water. want you to, like, paint what? me the picture. Okay. How do you do it? Okay, so we're at the beach, right? And everyone at the beach is an idiot. So I'm like, well, this is boring. I'm going to go have sex. So I walk out <laughs> into the ocean. <laughs> right, and I'm there about, you know, the water's covering my shoulder. And I'm there with a pretty lady. And I'm like, well, you know, here we are. And uh, she, look, if she straddles me, this is going to get, you know, I'm not going to get too graphic, but if she straddles me, it looks like she's still standing up. So it doesn't, it doesn't have to be this thing that's like, oh my, I'm, a, I'm humping over here like a moron, like an amateur. Oh, so you're, you're standing in the, in the beach. I'm standing. You're, you're I'm having standing. sex on the beach.
0: I want to point something out, Dick, that Maddox says during that made up story. Yeah. If she straddles me. Yeah. when you're when you're recounting a story of something that actually happened, it's not a hypothetical I mean you you say I can't fuck in the ocean, but if I knew a girl who wanted to have sex with me and I could convince her to go out in the ocean with me, I mean it could happen potentially
2: if she was straddling me so this really happened yeah, I was bored uh you know the
0: <laughs> ah, that was so stupid. <laughs>
2: One time, one time I did. I don't want to give too many details to uh, explain why this isn't an obvious lie.
0: You're right. I'm just sitting at the beach because everyone sucks. So I'm like, fuck this. Maddox, you're not your character. No one's buying that you're this character all the time. <laughs> I want to play a clip of Maddox and the character that he plays. And this is the undercooked rice story. You guys went to Thanksgiving together, I'm yeah. guessing, a couple days before you recorded the show. And he brought a dish to pass, which was shitty, undercooked rice. And immediately he breaks into this fake, weird character that I, I don't... Going back and listening now, I don't know if I, if I took this a different way back when I listened to it the first time, but it just seems so shoehorned and fake.
2: How would you determine if rice is undercooked? Or not? I want to be scientific and objective about this. Well, if the
4: grains of rice are crunchy... Yes. It's undercooked. Bingo. They right. were. But they weren't. You know what was crunchy in my rice? Okay? So here's here's the full story. I was invited to a Thanksgiving party, and I said right up top, hey, guys, I'll make a fucking badass pie better than any fucking grandma can make, because that's what I do, man. I take grandma's recipes and blow them out of the water, baby. I make them way better than they were.
0: So that's the I'm um, better than your kids version of Maddox, right? Uh, dude, there is a I don't know what it is with
2: that guy and food, but like there is so a weird when comedians are done being funny and just want to retire, want to quit life. For some reason, they get really into food and yes. talking about food. It's the weirdest fucking thing. I listen to Maddox's new show and they spend like 10 minutes talking about food.
0: Well, there was that episode. I, I can't remember if I was talking to you about this. But he tricked all of his friends into eating cookies that had spinach in it, and this was a fifteen-minute fucking conversation he was having. Yeah, I put fucking spinach in the cookies. Like, eh, who could possibly give a shit about this? Who cares, who man? Who cares? <laughs> is this really what you're interested? This is what you're worried about? What about finding a job so you could pay your bills? Yeah, thanks, Martha Stewart. I got to tell you, they, they on this episode, his biggest problem is hipsters, and. He tells this story about hipsters wear skinny jeans, and he tries to figure out why that is, and he makes up some bullshit I've never heard before.
4: That skinny yeah. jeans look that hipsters like to wear. They like to wear skinny jeans, right? That came from people in school who outgrew their jeans but couldn't afford to buy new ones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, says that. It, he says it so matter-of-factly. <laughs> the reason why people wear skinny jeans Not because they're emulating rock stars from the 60s. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with that. What happened is, in 1932, (laughs) during the Depression... Everyone was
2: outgrowing their pants yes. and that their pa- they would wear the same pants for years. Their jeans would turn into shorts like the incredible Hulk. They would creep up their legs at school. Every year you'd come to school like, "Oh, no new money for pants this year, huh?" Huh, Carl? No. We I couldn't afford new pants this year, so I have to wear this same fucking pair of
0: tight pants. This is the, this is what he's trying to tell us. This is why hipsters are doing this. Are you think hipsters are even thinking about it that much? I got to call out these fucking poor people by showing them. So then he goes on to say, and you call him out a little bit on this whole theory. He goes on to say this, which I find to be
4: moronic. So these jeans look too tight on them, not, not out of vanity, but out of necessity. So the hipsters kind of glommed onto that because they want to give the appearance that they are poor, that they are of the earth, of the working class. They didn't want to wear skinny jeans. They had to, the poor people, right? And now hipsters are mocking their poverty by turning it into vanity. Yet they're all rich. They're entitled (laughs) millennials who live off of their parents' income. Yes.
0: This is what I wanted to talk to you about, Dick. Manus has this weird relationship with money. He thinks he thinks a lot of people are rich. He uses that word specifically. All these hipsters are rich. What do you think he means by that?
2: Uh, You know, I think Maddox is always talking about one person in his stories. Like he's he's never talking about many people. He's always he's has he's he's thinking about one person specifically.
0: He knows one guy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like he's thinking about one guy who is rich and maybe who he doesn't like. I've noticed if you if you go listen to all of his stories, uh, after everything that's happened, after the lawsuit and after all the lies and bullshit, uh, the people that he's telling stories about don't seem that crazy. Yeah. So, I, I, that's the only that's the only insight into Maddox I can give that he's always talking about one guy and then try like especially with the not being able to out, like not outgrowing your pants. Um, Maybe that (laughs) happened to him at some point. Maybe. Like maybe his parents didn't buy him pants one year. So that's why he thinks that everybody's trying to emulate his
0: poverty by wearing skinny jeans. He's taking it personally. When you wear skinny jeans, you're saying fuck you to me when I was seven. No, no, yeah, one, and my, no one's thinking and of you. My parents gambled my pants money. <laughs> he's just got a weird thing with, with money. Anytime somebody has a, a decent paying job, he's against it for some reason. Like, oh, that guy can pay his bills? Fuck him. Lives in a house? That's crazy. Yeah, and
2: he's hypersensitive to listeners uh, calling him out on charging for anything. Right. Like, that was a constant argument we had was someone would complain about the price of something. So it was, it was, oh, he, he can't have like, he cannot have anyone. Uh, he can't, he can't be seen as someone who's charging money for anything. Uh, it's, it's weird.
0: I I it's charge weird. a fair price for a good product. And it's, I, I love when he talks about his store, you know, buy his shitty Maddox t-shirts and it's always a fair price. What does that fucking mean? <laughs> Do you yeah. understand how supply and demand works? How, how we get to a price? It's based on a very specific set of rules that get us to a place where people will purchase that item for that that cost. I could have charged you more, but I'm not going to. I'm fucking Robin Hood in disguise. Well, he is right that almost everyone is richer than him. I mean, he's got a
2: gigantic <laughs> federal tax lien. He's going to be owing Asterios' a shitload of money pretty soon. Yes. I don't know how much he can make. He, I don't know how much he makes in his fucking podcast, but his the last episode was
0: sponsored by his own store. Right. So... He's doing the show now once every other week. He's lost even that uh, Taylor dude from the show. doesn't even do it anymore. I, he can't be making any money on that. He's not selling no. books, so I don't know what his I don't know what his plan is. It's funny that uh, he says this about hipsters, which is definitely the pot calling the kettle black.
4: That leads me to my biggest problem with hipsters. They're insincere. How how
0: unaware is this guy? All he does is play this crazy character that's made up, and then he's like, "I don't like hipsters because I don't think they're being real with us." <laughs> like, really? They're not. They're not being real with their pants. Yeah. What are you talking about, man?
2: Why do you hate? Their, why do you hate that they have skinny pants and goofy face hair so much?
0: What the fuck is your problem? Oh, that's great. He starts off this discussion about hipsters with the most nonsensical comparison. And this is one of those things where when you're on a podcast, I do make fun of people for saying things that are stupid, but we're just riffing. We don't have a script in front of us. This is the part of your guy's show where he had notes. He would read through and say, my biggest problem this week is this because of this. He's got bullet points laid out. Listen to this comparison.
4: Long time ago, when I was in college, in my level 101 philosophy course, the first thing my professor said on the first day of class was, Philosophy can't be defined. I remember writing, this is bullshit, down in my notes. okay? Because I hate it when people try to ascribe the attribute undefinable to a large, well-known group. Specifically <laughs> hipsters.
0: So he's comparing philosophy to a group of people known as hipsters. Yeah. This is not something you can compare. I think when the professor said you can't define that, he's talking about it's like art or music. You can't define what is an art, right? Yeah. That's all he's oh. saying. It's not like there's, philosophers don't exist. I'm sure the professor would say, yeah, there's philosophers. And he's going, you can't define philosophy. Fuck you. Like, no, man, you're not understanding what this guy's saying at all.
2: It's like uh, he's like saying something. It's like a metaphor, buddy. Like he's right. saying it's in the eye of the beholder <laughs> that it's the journey itself, right. that it's the process of seeking truth and meaning in our actions. Like, that could appear in a lot of different ways and, in and of itself that makes it impossible to define you fucking moron who, uh, this is philosophy 101 right. it's an introductory course to fucking morons like you and you he, don't know more than the professor about, you're not you are You are telling a story about making a philosophical breakthrough vis-a-vis a story about how philosophy is bullshit you fucking idiot, how do you not see that?
0: This guy is sitting uh, in class writing in his notebook. Book, This class is bullshit. He's not learning anything. You are you are transcribing literally what the what the professor is
2: saying in <laughs> writing that. It's bullshit. Yes, that's philosophy. You fucking jerk. <laughs> I don't always, know. Always smarter than everybody. Oh, because oh, he voted, I know. because he made fun of kids' artwork and because he wrote an article called "The iPhone is a piece of shit." Well, he's smarter than every smartest man in the world. Every single, there's no case in which Maddox does not have a hot take on what's being said. It included philosophy 101, maybe 401, buddy. 401, it's, to, it's time to start dropping the ball. Maybe in a graduate class, it's time to start dropping those truth bombs. But 10 fucking one, man, you are the bitch in this scenario.
0: Oh my god. I, I have examples when we get to the next episode of Maddox being part of the intelligentsia. This guy thinks that he's so well educated and so much smarter than everybody else, and there's zero evidence of this. I don't know why he thinks this is true. He yeah, wrote a fucking I mean, joke book. It's it's so
2: it's so funny. In the in the last episode of The Best Debate that I listened to, yeah. Maddox tells a story about. How he's addicted to Facebook and has to take all these extreme measures to stop to curtail his usage And in the very next sentence says that Facebook caters its platform to trap people who are stupid into using it endlessly I'm like, yeah (laughs) No Do you not see that you are like, I don't have a problem with Facebook. I never go on the motherfucker because I hate it. Like, I hate it. But you just told a story about how you're addicted to Facebook and then immediately after said they structure the platform so that it entraps stupid people into using
0: it forever. It's amazing. I I pulled that clip for another reason. You're 100% accurate on that. Listen to. Him talking about why they do that, why they want to trap dumb people.
4: Who are the most profitable users for Facebook to have on their platform? Is it smart people who are going to check, get the information they want, and leave? Or is it dipshits who are going to spend all fucking day browsing, clicking links, clicking ads, clicking games, spending time on their network, spending their money on the network? Maybe Facebook, and I think this might be true, is designed to attract dipshits.
0: Right. So that's what you were saying. Yeah. It's designed to try dipshits. Here again is where he doesn't understand internet advertising at all. And I know he's no. anti-advertising. As you know, I happen to do that for a living. A- advertisers, marketers do not want to reach dipshits. That's not our target audience. <laughs> <laughs> we're never interested in reaching dipshits. I want to reach well-educated people who make a lot of money. That's the target audience.
2: Yeah. Well, we gotta get those dipshits. <laughs> well, why? Dipshits usually don't have any uh, discretionary income to spend on stuff. Well, uh, you know, more people clicking. We want, what we want is people clicking our ads. Yeah. That's our goal. Yeah. You're fucking fired, buddy. That's not what we want at
0: all. Oh, we actually have business objectives? I just thought we were trying to get clicks. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm out of a job, though. that He's like
2: that that Jack in the Box ad with that 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 fat guy dancing, going, "What's a target?" You
0: remember that ad? Yes. Yeah, that was a good ad. Um, uh, this is another clip from episode. We're going all the way back to episode 29 now. That was a quick sure. uh, aside with best debate. This is again. He loves to tell these stories. You brought up how you hate PBR, and if you're like, if you're gonna hate hipsters, hate them for PBR. And, yeah. of course, Dummy can't just say, yeah, that's shitty beer. I don't like it. He has to tell a made-up story about drinking PBR once at a party. <laughs> it's, it's so bizarre the way this guy's mind works.
4: You know, Dick, the first time I have a story, the first time I ever tried PBR was at a party. And I've always seen the hipsters drink it, and I thought, you know, that beer, I'm not going to try. But they, this is the only beer this fucking hipster party had. So I reached into the bucket, and I pulled out a PBR cracked it open, took a sip, and it was – I spit it out because I thought, oh, I must have drank the water that was around the rim, <laughs> yeah. right, the ice water. So I spit it out. I wiped the rim clean, make sure there's no more ice water on it, and I drank another sip, and I spit it out again. I, yeah. That was the actual beer. It tastes so god-awful. It tastes, like, it tastes like a bucket of ice water.
0: Does he have to take <sighs> us through every second of what happened? Obviously, that didn't happen. I, I reached into the bucket.
2: And it's like a, it's like an F. Scott Fitzgerald novel that he's crafting in front of us. It's like the
0: Scarlet Letter. Like, okay, you have to describe every fucking thing in the room. Just get to the
2: point. Uh, yeah, buddy, we know you. You don't drink beer. Like, uh, did you? It's it's not a good beer. PBR is not a good beer. But I wouldn't go so far as to spit it out.
0: Right. That's what I was th- picturing too. Is this guy's at someone's house? grabs one of their beers he didn't bring any he brought he just grabbed one of their beers starts drinking it just spits it out all over the place who the fuck asked george to come to this party could this guy please get the fuck out of here i didn't ask you to drink my beer asshole get the fuck out
2: an abundance of details is always a bad sign for a story for a romantic story like, yeah okay you reached into i applied pressure on the on the tab <laughs> to leverage it so that the thin seam of aluminum would shatter
0: plus pbr right. pbr does not taste like water that's not why people dislike it if, yeah. if you want to go like mic ultra or something yeah okay that's kind of watery pbr just tastes like shit
2: yeah it's also uh it's not acid like you don't try a pbr you get stuck with it <laughs> sometimes and it is annoying that bar's <laughs> Sell like I prefer other (laughs) shitty beers. It's not like (laughs) you you don't have to try PBR. It's just a crummy beer that you don't want to get stuck with, and it happens to be the predominant (laughs) cheap beer. You know, versus Takati probably not that much of a difference but i grew up on one so i'm used to the taste it's not like in and of itself it is not a foul concoction that you're making it out to be to be spit out with you know it's a shitty beer like cicati bud light or pbr where'd you grow up that's the
0: one you're going to be used to the taste of and you won't mind you ever try pbr man yeah well i mean in college i would dabble in pbr but i've grown up since then I I try to PBR once at a party. Everything is once at a party with this fucking guy, whether it's (laughs)
2: marijuana. Because at home, the only thing he does is sit on Facebook and play Dark Souls. It's the only experience he has is at these stupid Hollywood parties.
0: No wonder you guys were buddies. It's all making sense now. (laughs) I I do want to say my problem with Past Blue Ribbon is that it won an award back in 1893, and it won't shut the fuck up about it. (laughs) Get over it. Move on. That was a while ago. No one even remembers.
2: My grandpa was a big on was big on PBR. So it's, it's it's just, there's, it it happened to inherit this weird hipster uh, hate. I don't think it's a good beer, but it's not that much worse than the other shitty beers. Right.
0: Right. And it is definitely a hipster fucking thing because there are certain bars where my band plays and it's like $2 $2 PBRs and everyone's all excited. I can get a, a can of PBR for two bucks I don't know. Why don't you add a dollar fifty to it and buy something in a bottle that tastes decent?
2: <laughs> it's also like the like usual Maddox forgets, even though and while he demonstrates it, that people, young people, are intimidated when it comes to ordering a beer. Like they don't know what they don't want to look like a they don't want to look like an amateur beer drinker. Yeah. They don't want to look like a child. So having a, a choice in mind before they drink. Gives them a sense of security. Like you're, you're a marketing guy. You I understand know, that you know. if they can just walk up and say, "Yeah, PBR, yeah, 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 yeah," that's what I. That's normal. That's normal, right? Everyone, we're I, all drinking. I fit in, right? <laughs> I fit in. We're no one's all looking at me. The same thing. It's like that's why. That's what it is. It's not.
0: It's not a conspiracy. <laughs> the other thing that Maddox is uh, raging on in this episode is celebrity worship. He is his biggest problem in the universe. And he's all over the fucking place with this argument. There is nothing focused at all. He gets to a point where he's talking about Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron, who is barely a celebrity at this yeah. point. When was your guys' um, podcast on the air? Was it 92? <laughs> <laughs> when were you guys recording this? The height of growing pain. Yeah. Was Family ties. I can't remember which yeah. one he was in. Nobody gives a shit. Kirk Cameron is a Bible thumper. He doesn't have this huge following of people who otherwise wouldn't be connected to Jesus and all the Christianity that's involved with Kirk Cameron. But this is the craziest thing. He makes an argument that because of Kirk Cameron, there are schools in Kansas City that are changing their curriculum. Listen to this.
4: Dick, but they're influencing legislation. Like in Kansas City, they tried to, I think they, they successfully got creationism to be taught alongside evolution in biology classes. Yeah. You don't think that's a problem? And it's people like Kirk Cameron who are backing this shit with his celebrity power.
0: So he doesn't like what they're teaching in this school and is equating that to Kirk Cameron, who I did some research on, was born in LA. I don't see any evidence he's even ever been to Kansas City. He has <laughs> nothing to do with this. Nothing. And he just makes this argument, well, you know what happened in Kansas City is this thing, and I bet Kirk Cameron enjoyed that. Whatever. What does that have to do with anything?
2: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm sure cre- creationism being taught in school is, the, is one of the biggest problems that we need to face. That's what's ruining the country.
0: <laughs> this is an example of Maddox would have these comebacks on the show. You're pretty quick-witted. You, you come up with some funny lines Maddox is not quick-witted. Admittedly no. so. He says that he, when he writes an article, he spends months. He's looking at every word and changing it. His comeback is if you say, oh, Maddox, I think that might be dumb. He'll say, like, I think you might be dumb. This is an example of a classic Maddox comeback. And again, talking about the undercooked rice. Uh, the outer cellulose coating on rice. Uh-huh. It doesn't get
2: broken down if yeah. it's undercooked. Uh, it can lead to poor digestion. I'm
4: going to break down your outer coating after the show. Hmm. Did you get that one?
2: <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that dead air was on the
0: show originally. <laughs> it probably was. I'm going to break down your outer coating. Well, you told me. I guess you did cook that fucking rice Damn. correctly. This is a whole... I didn't pull a lot of clips from the argument because you crushed him on the show. So we don't have to revisit that. But it's so funny that... Maddox shows up to Thanksgiving with rice that's undercooked. He thinks he's this amazing chef. And he thinks that, A, people mistook slivered almonds for uncooked rice, which you correctly point out is retarded. Yeah. Everyone knows the difference between crunchy rice and an almond sliver. But then he also says, in the same argument that there was this chick at the party that started telling everyone to pretend it was undercooked in order to fuck with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's both things. It's both you're an idiot because those were all and You don't know any better. And there's a conspiracy against me to make everyone think I suck at cooking. And it's not true. It's not true. Uh, um, <laughs> this guy's amazing. It's,
2: you know, it would be funny if, if it was if he wasn't so serious about it. Like, it would be funny to listen to a guy try to defend his uncooked rice if, like, you didn't also think he might sue you for saying it was undercooked.
0: He's so Uh, serious about it. I mean, I I didn't even bring this up because I assume that people who listen to this show and to your show know Well, you guys were on the show together for a couple of years, he has since tried to sue you for $20 million did he, sue. He did, did right, he did sue you. Million. Thank you. Yeah, he, yes, that yeah. cost you a lot in, in legal fees to deal with that. He tried yeah. to take the rights of the biggest problem in the universe. He wanted 100% of the rights to that show that you guys both co-hosted. So. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of reasons
2: why um,
0: we should be nervous about even talking about this right now. Yeah,
2: at that I remember that Thanksgiving too and I was the first person who had to I was the second person who had to say what they're thankful for. And the first guy right next to me did this like stupid weepy, this is what I'm thankful for. and You oh, know, this no. kind of like the shit that everybody says at these dumb friend Thanksgivings where mm-hmm. they, they trip over themselves to be <laughs> sentimental. So I went second and I'm like, all right, buddy, there's no fucking way I'm gonna listen to 25 people tell say that they're thankful for everybody. So I'm gonna tank this thing so that everyone runs with a joke. And I, spent, I stood up and did like a five-minute speech on how thankful I was that I don't have to eat rice that's, that's um, uncooked for the rest of the year. But I'll suffer <laughs> through it today because Maddox has not cooked this rice, clearly. But I am thankful that for the rest of the year I don't have to eat rice that is crunchy like this. And thank God, thank God, because then every other person after me said the same joke. I guess I think I saved Thanksgiving is my point.
0: I love that. Because the, the first guy must have felt like a total dolt <laughs> <laughs> for getting all weepy and sentimental. You're like, guys, we're just hanging out on Thanksgiving. It's a made-up holiday. Who gives a shit? This isn't a yeah. real thing. We're you're, not actually... you're not
2: getting laid from that, buddy. Calm right. down.
0: All right. So this is the other thing I wanted to ask you a little behind the scenes. Back when you guys did the show together, you would always let each other know what your biggest problem or problems were going to be on the show. So there wasn't any overlap, or at least right. that's how it was explained. Did he know you were going to come in with the uncooked rice problem?
2: No. Okay. Um, Good. <laughs> I was
0: hoping not.
2: That was a the the letting each other know about the problem was something I I started and made us do because for the for, for the reason of not having the same problem. Mm-hmm. Not so then I would alter my problems if Maddox if Maddox's problems were too close to mine. i so was like, all right, that's a little. The episode's going to be a little bit too religious if we both bring in a problem like this. Yeah. And more importantly, I wanted us both to have thoughts prepared on whether or not we thought this was a problem or not. Because you go in there naked, like somebody just pulls a problem out of a hat and
0: you sound like an asshole. Well, yeah, um, you want to be able to have some type of argument either for or against what they're saying. Or jokes. Or jokes, right, yeah. Be, be prepared so a little me his bit. problems,
2: and I would come up with a, like a, a dumb take to yeah. have on the problem as a
0: joke. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think it would make sense right away, right? Did, so how did you get away with not telling him about that? Did you say you only had one problem that week, or did you give him a, a fake problem?
2: Maddox didn't care
0: what oh, my okay. problems
2: were. Fair enough. I only cared about his <laughs> even so better. change mine or make jokes. Uh, he did not give better. a fuck about what problems I brought in.
0: All right. Well, speaking of how Maddox is an idiot, he decides that because hipsters like vinyl records, that vinyl records must suck because hipsters suck. Oh,
4: He's oh, fucking that's hipsters. Right. They listen to intentionally inferior formats like vinyl to stay in line with their hipster aesthetic. Vinyl isn't inferior. Yes, it's different. Oh, no, 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 you no, 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 Analog.
2: Surf? Yeah. Records are different than MP3s. Yeah, they have shittier sound fidelity. No, they're better, man. Do you do you understand the technology that goes into a record versus an MP3? It's yeah. it's compressed. It's necessarily worse. No, it's not. There's no warmth.
0: Uh-oh, retard alert. <laughs> retard alert class. <laughs> he does a podcast. He should know how MP3s work. The whole yeah. the whole reason why MP3s exist was to optimize audio for file size. You want to get the file size down as small as possible so you can easily transmit it over the internet. Why would you think MP3s have the highest audio quality? Nobody thinks that! It's digital, though. It's (laughs) digital. It's always better. Nobody thinks that! That's not in anyone's argument. This is the only guy. Vinyl fucking sucks. It's way better if you just listen to an MP3 what <laughs> now they're going to advertise it now with mp3 quality fidelity get the download today at itunes in mp3 quality led zeppelin 2 has been remastered and compressed <laughs> we compress the shit out of it are you tired
2: of listening to music that's 10 megs we've got news for you
0: all of the wide album in six megabytes. They use 62 instruments on this song, but it sounds like four MP3. <laughs> uh, all right. I want to get into episode 78. So that was fun. That was back when you guys were buddies and going to Thanksgiving together. And yeah. then uh, things changed in the later episodes. Actually, before I get oh, yeah. into episode 78, I want to do a quick plug for you. Winner's drink. You invented a drinking game that, it, that rivals Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, dude. Um, by myself, I got so sick of
2: Cards Against Humanity, I I've, I've just said, you know what? You're bitching a lot about it, but nothing else exists, so why don't you put your money where your mouth is? Um, I came up with a game that, it, that would be fun for me to play with my friends at a bar. It took like a year of of kick, kicking around the idea of kind of letting it simmer, uh, letting the liquor do the thinking. And um, <laughs> I put it out. I put it out for Christmas. So everybody who's a, everybody who's a, a big Patreon of the show got it as a Christmas gift. But uh, I'm kind of – I'm real fucking nervous about it, dude. Like it's shipping right now and now is like that – now is like that that feeling where you're like, oh, n- now I'm having that feeling where I just sent a dick pic to like a thousand people going like, oh, God, bitch, please respond. Like, <laughs> I hope th- I hope you like it. <laughs> right. Um, I, will- I, I have played it with I played it with my dad and a, and some family over Thanksgiving and we made it like two cards in laughed our asses off. Made fun of my dad for... I'm still making fun of my dad for what he said after we played it for uh, even ten minutes. But I hope everybody... It's a ball-busting game. The focus is on ball-busting and winner's drinking, because I fucking hate games where the losers drink. That's my... In every drinking game, it's always the loser that drinks. So I wanted to make a game that is more like life, where the winners drink, goddammit... so, Dick, I, I wanted
0: to let you know that I appreciate that as a proud Patreoni. I did receive the free um, coupon code, and I just got the notice—I think today—that it shipped out. Maybe yesterday. Oh, cool! So I'm I'm stoked. Hopefully, we get that before Christmas, and I can uh, play that with the family.
2: Well, if you hate it, uh, you know, don't hold back. Okay. I deserve it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I do I do tend to criticize things a little bit, so yeah. I will let you know one way or the other, that's for sure. Yep, I'm prepared for it. No, thanks though. No. I I love the concept. I'm looking forward to that. Uh so people can find that you have it on the uh, on your website, right?
2: Yeah, it's winnersdrink.
0: That's the that's the <laughs> that, thing. that can't be it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Is it really? That's a, yeah, that's a real <laughs> website. <laughs> winnersdrink. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. All right. Episode 78. This is an episode that, uh, like you said, episode 77 was just Maddox with Asterios. You were not on that show. You came Mm. back on episode. I tried to listen to 77. People suggested that should be the one we review because you weren't there for it. You know what? And I've never listened to
2: it. Uh, I would listen to that episode for your show.
0: Okay. Well, then that could be a future episode then because I was listening to the first 20 minutes of it today. And it's not it's the problem is I love Asterios. don't get me wrong I I think he's very funny and he was funny on the show but without you pulling out pulling back from all the nerd references and bullshit it just it goes so far so deep so quickly (laughs) you're like oh I don't know what the fuck he's talking about I don't follow that guy's having
2: sex in the ocean
0: that's exactly what it sounded like so this is um, episode 78. Asterios is still there for some reason. You got this woman, Erin Tillman, the dating advice girl. This is the introduction to Erin. You know that you're in for a a wild ride with this.
4: Yeah, you were on our big sex episode because you are the dating advice girl. It's
1: true. Hi, everybody. So I am Erin Tillman, as Maddox said, a.k.a. the dating advice girl. Uh, For eight years now, I have basically been empowering singles in the dating process. That means that I have a book called The Dating (laughs) Guidebook. Helping singles through the dating process, I do workshops, I do one-on-one coaching, I have a radio show, I do TV appearances.
0: She is shot out of a cannon. You would think I'm playing this at 1.5x speed. It's not. That's regular speed with this woman.
2: Why Can the FCC like, limit women being recorded in any way? I don't know what the... It, it's Listening to it, I feel so bad for subjecting everyone in the audience to that voice it's as, terrible
0: as you should as you should Yeah. her voice is terrible and i have examples of that but i also want to talk about how dumb she is this <laughs> yeah. is you guys take a voicemail from bono
4: good day boys this be bono, bono. Yes! did you miss me oh he been so busy making the world a better place you know boys i'm always solving big problems
0: so one of the great things about The Biggest Problem is that you'd have these people call in with terrible impersonations of celebrities. Right. And Aaron is so dumb, you play through this entire voicemail, and she either wasn't paying attention or thinks that was the real Bono. Big I'm, shopper <laughs> Walmart.
4: Bono. I'm from saying, YouTube. Bono from YouTube is a big I'm fan of the show. I'm impressed that, that Bono yeah, That was just Bono. Called, yeah, that was was Bono. Bono. <laughs> That's
0: amazing. That was the real Bono. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, wait. He's a fan of your show. That's amazing. That's amazing. How can I get
2: my claws into him?
0: You fucking idiot. The real reason why I dislike Aaron is because she did something on Tinder that I find to be offensive. She explains in this next clip what she was doing and how she was using Tinder. And this sparks a lot of controversy.
1: So here's the deal. So I was on Tinder um, for like a couple years. All of a sudden, like a few months ago, I decided to switch my account to a dating expert account. So I was on that there. That basically means that with, if you were to go into my profile, which I can't now because I'm banned, um, you would Uh-oh. see my pictures. And then below, you would see a really nice thing I wrote on there saying, hi, guys. My name is Erin Tillman, Dating Advice Girl, and I'm here to help you pick good profile pictures and help you message like girls when you meet up, when okay. you mess-
0: so Maddox takes her side immediately on this. He's like, yeah. Oh, he's like, Oh good, yeah, guys need that advice. They need to know how to use Tinder and get girls' attention. And to your credit and Asterius's credit, both of you guys go, Wait a second. Everyone fucking hates that. You're Everyone swiping right that. on these on these guys who are like, Oh, I have a match with this chick and then oh, what's this girl all about? And it's an advertisement. I matched with
2: an ad like you got to be fucking kid. I would ma- I would rather be catfished by a gay man than match with an ad. I would rather waste months of my life texting with an actual man secretly disguised as a woman than match with one
0: fucking ad on Tinder. It's the worst of the worst. Now that you've said that, I have to play this clip. Maddox is talking about the Mindy Project was advertising on Tinder. This was, I think, when they were watching that sitcom or something, and fucking George... Fell for it. He he fell for an advertisement. Okay, so the Mindy Project
4: for the Mindy Project for those who don't know, Mindy Kaling, she's from The Office. The, she's Kelly Kapoor from The Office, and she has her own show. She has her own successful book, very very popular, right? And for Did a while, Mindy. No, I'm just explaining to the listeners. Not only on Hulu. <laughs> Biggest so, problem slash Mindy. So, Ten dollars off. Uh, so the Mindy the Mindy Project, right? She she had a bunch of Tinder profiles, and I matched one of them. Because uh, I have an interesting story. I know Mindy in real life. Mm-hmm. I've met her a bunch of times. She used to date one of my friends, and I thought, oh, this is kind of interesting. This is this is fun, and uh, and I started trying to talk to her. I'm like, hey, Mindy, it's me. Uh, you know, hey, what's up? How's it going? How's it been? This story, I actually believe this fucking
0: dummy gets an ad for the Mindy Project, a TV show. It tries to have a conversation with it. <laughs> so, I, so,
2: so, you know, you I, I just start talking to her like, hey, what's up? Hey, what's going on? Like, yeah, you thought that you matched a famous celebrity, not an attractive celebrity right. on, on Tinder. And you wanted to leverage that into being famous. Yes, Maddox. We understand. I understand what actually happened there. You thought you were good to go and that you would pay your penance plugging this pig for as long as it took for you to get famous. You fucking shill-based life form. You don't have to explain it. You <laughs> fell for the ad because you were a loser. Yeah. You
0: were who the ad was fucking for. That is the exact target audience for this ad. These fucking dummies, oh. yeah, they're like, oh my god, I know that girl's on the television. We match? Yeah. That's amazing. I'm going to definitely... That's hilarious. That this I know guy... who
2: he's talking about, too. It's not his friend. It's an improv coach at UCB who used oh, to date her. Okay. Not his fucking
0: friend. I know the
2: guy. Would never say they're that they're friends.
0: Uh... Well, that's the other thing with Maddox is that he's always super connected. Yeah. Anytime you bring up anything, if he has any kind of remote connection to it, oh, yeah, yeah, we're friends. I know that guy. I know the guy who did the thing with the other guy. It's who cares? Whatever. You live in LA. I get it. You, you have a book deal. You've you talked to comedy central. You're going to know people UCB like, okay, that's fine. Who, who are you? Who are you trying to convince that you're famous? So I matched her and said, Hey, what's up? Go, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one story that's, that's probably true and probably shouldn't have got into. Yeah. All right. So getting back to Aaron Tillman and, you guys point out that what she's doing on Tinder to promote her business of dating advice is just pissing people off. So some guys right, were just
1: yeah. like, oh, cute girl, I'm going to swipe right. Yeah. Here's what happened. So some of the guys, once they swiped me and, like, messaged me and they said, hi, oh, can I take you out? I said, <laughs> You're going to get some pissed here. off
2: guys with this strategy And that's what Aaron. happened. So
1: I was like, they were like, oh, I'd like to take you out. I'm like, I'm actually here for networking and to help you with your profile. How's it going uh-huh. on Tinder?
0: So this is where I want to ask you. Uh-huh. Cause it sounded like just a listener listening to the show. It sounded like you guys had a little bit of a contentious relationship. What are your feelings towards Aaron? And do you know her? Do you keep in touch?
2: No, I don't know her. I thought having her on the show was stupid because she yes. sounded, she sounds annoying Yes, and she never brings in any kind of unique perspective. So I thought subjecting the audience to her was dumb. Um, I th- I don't know what Maddox's weird relationship was with her. Like apparently they were going to polyamory meetups. Oh, I think it came out in another episode. Okay, like, she was his. You know, Maddox is the ultimate sucker. Like yes. he'll 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 buy anything. He'll buy he shills in his sleep. If you like, <laughs> he can't he can't turn it off. Whatever he's if there's something around him that needs someone to shill for it, he'll he's your man. Um. Okay. So he's the kind of guy that would believe you can go to polyamory meetups and like leave <laughs> and like leave buried in women I guess uh I I think that she's and even in her trade like I think she's a bad dating coach cuz right. she says that she has five boyfriends. It's like, "Honey, a woman doesn't have five boyfriends. You're just a slut." Like, which is fine, but you're not you're not duping the system by banging five guys at a time. More what? bang a hundred guys will line up to bang you and to, for free. Like what do you? You're there's something wrong with you. That being said, I thought that, I thought that as a like as a as a laugh, a lot of what she said could be funny in that her philosophy was so fucked up. Uh, this this show is a great example of it because. Her, like, her problem was that sh- Tinder doesn't want her shilling ads to Desperate Men. Uh, you know, I like a train wreck like anybody else. But other than that, I had no contact with her off of the show or anything like that. I
0: think she's an idiot. We like, did We did a whole episode about polyamory, and I was not aware that this was a lifestyle choice that people get passionate about or want credit for. That's called college. You sleep with a bunch of people. You're not actually dating one person exclusively. We've all been there. It's not that impressive. I don't know why we're celebrating it. I think people buy people who
2: bought into the Disney myth early on or people who feel like incels like Maddox and maybe this (laughs) chick, Aaron. Yeah, they grew up having weird expectations about sex. Like Maddox will often talk about how teenage sex is bullshit because he didn't have any as a teenager which is the craziest uh, thing it, ever. Yeah. Sex in high school is stupid. What? You don't have a job. You're yeah. all young and tight. It's fucking fantastic. What are you talking about? I was about? always wondering what he meant by that. It makes it's, zero it's sense. Peak evolution. It's right when the baby making starts and the body's perfect and everything after that is a fucking afterthought, man. Um I think people like that try to turn this polyamory shit into like a lifestyle cuz they feel like they got wronged and missed out which they did as teenagers.
0: Well, they pretend they're part of like the LGBTQ community or something. It's oh, yeah. as if they they're making this life choice that's empowering them. No, you're just being a dick. You're yeah, just you're just bad negotiators. <laughs> that's the I mean that's what it is. Like
2: you just think that there if there's enough of you it takes less work to negotiate these broads into doing
0: something that you want them to do. It's not it's it's all on you. This is Erin explaining that she should not have been banned. And this is the worst argument you could have.
1: There's freaking dudes. Like, I've had guys message me with, like, really, like, scary, violent stuff. And right. they're probably not even getting banned. The fact that I'm on there helping guys, most guys are like, yay, and I get banned. That's effing crap. So I've sent a few emails to Tinder, and I'm I'm currently tweeting the CEO being like, mm-hmm. hey, dude, eight years as an expert. Here to help people on your thing. Please unban me. All
0: right, two things here. First off, her argument is other people are doing bad stuff too, so why am I getting in trouble? Like try yeah. that next time you get pulled over for speeding. Like I haven't been drinking today. I don't have
2: a problem yeah. here. No, try that on the <laughs> cop. Oh, you pulled me over for speeding. Well, how fast were you going to
0: catch me then, yeah.
2: officer?
3: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not the only one in the wrong here, am I? Yeah, but I the other—you owe me an apology. The other thing she says that you picked up on is, but I'm working on it. I've tweeted at the CEO of Tinder (laughs) in order to get this all resolved. These fucking idiots. They're like children who don't understand what CEOs do. This is Maddox later on in the show promoting that we should all be tweeting at the CEO.
4: This is a campaign. Let's hit the Tinder CEO. Get Aaron unbanned. I don't think Woo! tweeting
0: the CEO is going to help
4: you out, Hey,
1: though. well, guess what? I have a decent <laughs> following, so I'm going to do what I can.
0: Yeah. I love that, Dick. You're just trying to talk some reason. You know, you know the CEO actually has a lot of responsibilities. They have more important yeah. things. Their priorities care. are not... Aaron, the dating advice girl and whether her profile exists or not, <laughs> doesn't give a shit. I mean, let, let's, let let's
2: just ignore the, uh, I don't think women have a lot of advice to give. Women have advice for guys that they're in relationships with. That's bad. They don't have any good advice for men who have yet to get in any relationship. Yeah, I you know what I mean? I don't women know. Are just running defense. They don't know how it works
0: on our side obviously I don't know how this woman is certified to be a dating advice expert <laughs> and why anybody would give a shit. She's a cute girl who probably gets hit on a lot. And so she yeah. thinks she has some authority over. I, I don't understand that at all. It's pompous well, and it's ridiculous. Tweet at the CEO of hot chicks to see why. <laughs> yes. she should... If we can get everybody to tweet at the CEO, I'm sure we'll get something done. So then Aaron talks about getting banned from the internet
4: Wow. So you got so your problem is what? Getting Um
1: getting unfairly banned from things uh digitally, let's say. Internet on the
4: internet. I could just be getting unfair unfairly, unfairly banned. Unfairly banned unfair. Yeah. Internet banned. Ban- yeah. yeah. it. yeah. It's
0: so not about the that.
1: internet, it's not. But still.
0: All right, a couple of things here. First off, in today's you know, a couple of, fast forward a couple of years and we're looking at Sargon and, and Monkey Jones and everything that's going on right now, this woman's fucking advertisement on <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> She's crying about that. Like, you fucking asshole. There are people that are getting deplatformed for doing nothing but telling a joke that one fucking person was offended by. It's scary times that we're living in right now.
2: It's funny because I've been banned from the Internet for a decade. Um, When after I was on Dr. Phil, I got kicked off of host after host after host. Your content is abusive. This was like before there was even terms of services. I would get. I got the only reason my men are better than women was a lot, I was was around for a while is because my life coach personally hosted it at his house. No shit. Well, yeah, while he was building a new tech company, uh, and then I eventually found a platform who's willing to host it. But watching it, like it is, it's a bit surreal, and like it makes me feel old, and it makes me want to help in a different way. Watching it to happen now to guys like Mumkey oh, and um, not so much Sargon but definitely Monkey when it um, <clears throat> when Monkey went down again I I set him up as his Monkey Jones his new site mumkeyjones.tv I was like ah yeah I got I don't care what it what it takes I got to do something to help these guys cuz it's the fuck it's the most demoralizing it's a uniquely demoralizing feeling that nothing else feels like I've lost companies like companies have gone bankrupt and been taken away from me the biggest problem was taken away from me by Maddox, but nothing feels as bad as getting deplatformed um, for comedy. Which, so I know, I know exactly what Monkey's dealing with, and I want to help him. But to my point is to sit there and listen to this bitch talk about her ad getting banned from Tinder, and not and having all of this in me. Like I've been, bitch, I have been banned for for the internet, like <laughs> yeah. from the. From the entire internet. I for, can't get
0: hosted for my comedy for, routine. For doing a, uh, a parody on Dr. Phil and getting one over on that dummy who didn't know any better. They're, yeah. they're singling it, you out. I can't believe they were taking down your website. That's ridiculous. Well, well do, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I had no um, idea.
2: Nobody wants to touch it. They just they get one uh, they get one complaint email and then shut it down. The only reason that my life coach had like he would say the the complaint emails would flood in through his web host box. and He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. They don't know that. I, I never checked this account. Like, I don't give a fuck. But I say that because listening to her listening to her complain about Tinder was like making my it was that unique spot where it's just too much outrage to even register in your body anymore. It's like, OK, <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: I guess it really does suck to be you, girl. There were people on our our subreddit who said this episode is widely known as the worst episode of The Biggest Problem, and it's because of this woman. She gets banned from Tinder for violating their terms pretty obviously. I think we can all agree that that's not what it's for. And then she complains that this is the real problem. She can't even use Tinder the way it's supposed to be used now. Because here's, been... no, here's the thing.
4: No, because here's the thing. Because now Aaron can't use her account if she actually wanted to use the service for dating. Yeah, now she exactly. can't.
0: <laughs> yeah, no shit. That's how that works. You abuse shit. the system. It's like if I'm at Disney World, I punch a guy out in the restaurant. I can't go on Space Mountain after that. But no. I, I had nothing to do with Space Mountain. <laughs> Why can't I just do that now? No, you're oh, out man. of the park, asshole. You're done.
2: I really regret not... <laughs> just letting them run with this episode with the three of them. You asked me at the last minute to come back and do the show on this episode. Oh, were were uh, you like off the, the show
0: of. at that point?
2: Well, he kicked me off for the, the previous episode. He did episode 77. Yeah. He said, uh, I, he, he said he wasn't, they weren't going to do one. Um, and then the next thing I know, Sean, texted me asking to use my computer to record episode 77. I was like, Oh, I I didn't know you, there was going to be an episode 77. Sure. Cause they didn't have the equipment needed to record it. So I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever, man, just come by whenever you want and pick up the computer. Um, So
0: he couldn't be a man and say, listen, Dick, you fucked up. You're off the show. I'm going to do it. He just pretended it wasn't happening. He
2: told me it wasn't happening. They were going to take a leap off. And I think he was try- I think he was testing to see if people would pallet an episode without me. Right. Like, I think it was intended to be a secret test. But, again, they didn't have a computer, so they couldn't <laughs> record it without letting me know. Um, and after, after when Sean texted me, he picked it up. I texted Asterios saying, hey, buddy, you know, good luck. No hard feelings. Um, I know you're doing the show tonight uh, because I didn't want Asterios's brand to i didn't want him to get all fucking and weird in his head or yeah whatever um but yeah i always wish that the next week when maddox asked me to come back and do it i always i always want to know what would have happened if i would have just said no you can have two weeks without me and see how see how people react to the you and Aaron episode She'll Holy. be fucking great.
0: Holy shit. Without you throwing in some stingers from time to time, this is what this episode would have sounded like without you. This is just Aaron's shrill voice.
1: No, no, no. Which 90 is the 90% of the guys I matched with were like, I see what you're doing. I love it. Some guys were asking me what my marketing strategy was, and that's really smart. They were like, thank you so much. I have no idea what well, I'm doing that, on but here. But we say 90, whatever we
2: want, Aaron.
1: 90% – no, no, no. I'm saying
2: Or whatever it I mean, takes. What
1: yeah, we, is, we say whatever it takes. What I'm saying is 90% of the guys got oh, what I was sh- doing – what
0: I'm saying, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is she goes, the FCC, guys on man. the guys on Tinder were excited about my marketing strategy. No, <laughs> they were not. Nobody was actually excited about your marketing strategy. Well, you're really smart. That's what you're doing? Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll set up for your newsletter. Yeah, you're so funny, too. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. This is um you then say, will you look at my Tinder profile and tell me what I'm doing wrong. And this idiot says this looking at one of the pictures on your profile. The
1: next picture is you in a Vatican outfit with a, a
0: Vatican pu- uh, that's hat. A p- the Pope. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love the way you respond too. It's a Vatican outfit. You mean the Pope. Is that what you meant by that, you idiot? And then you tell a joke that Maddox repeats, but repeats it in a way that makes it way less funny and listen to the end to your reaction to this. It's it's priceless. Yeah.
2: Like they could say toilet paper is racist because it's yeah. white. I'd be like, yeah, I, yeah. I I don't know. Maybe I read that well, on did, Huffington did you, Post or something. You, I don't did know. You,
4: did you know that to- old toilet paper was originally black or brown, and they dye it <laughs> white because the colonials. Blah, 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 blah. Shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> did you hear? Did you hear you? You you say yeah. you're like yeah. yeah, yeah. I know yeah. that was. That was the joke I just told, George. Yep. You got it's
2: it. It's funnier, shorter, man.
0: Right. The fewer words you. you use, the funnier it is.
2: It's like you kind of ruined it by giving it a backstory that is right. different than the one that I had.
0: So one other thing I want to talk about from this episode is you have a bad haircut that day. You come in and your hair is fucked. Yeah. So, you're self deprecating all the things you're supposed to do. Look at how shitty my hair is. The woman fucked up. And Maddox, being the narcissist that he is, has to make it about him. He has to tell his story about going to the barber. Going to a party? Going to a hair party? <laughs> going to a secret hair party. <laughs> this is. This is George not getting Sean's joke until everyone starts laughing at him. And then he realizes that Sean was goofing
4: at him. And because she gave the best haircuts. oh my! Mm. She spent so much time on my head. And she, she like hit on me again. Oh. And I came home and I'm like. How I, long I, could I, she have spent? Oh, is yeah. it seriously, Sean? Is she spent? <laughs> she, she, sh- shut your fucking mouth, Sean. Aren't your shit?
0: So the backstory oh. here is that Maddox is a bald man. Completely bald. He's completely bald. He's talking about his trip to the barber who was hitting on him. And Sean says, she spent so much time on my hair. She goes, how much time could she spend?" spent? And Maggie just plows through. Yeah, no, she takes she takes her time. She really does. She does like a really thorough job. Oh, 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 you got me.
2: I mean, most people, like when you fail to get a joke that was made at your expense, will have something in them that makes them stop being such an an asshole for a little bit. (laughs) That's the whole point of ripping on someone to make
0: them check themselves for a second. Yeah, they'll go like, oh, yeah,
2: you got me. Maybe I should stop being such a narcissistic prick for a little bit. Like, yeah, you'll get there again. And that's where I will check you back down. But Maddox just doesn't. He's like, "Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. you." So
0: anyway, so anyway, you can tell when he's lying because of how the speed at which he talks. So then you guys are, as he's telling this story of his barber hitting on him and he's telling his girlfriend about it, you guys are all just goofing on him and making all these jokes. And now he's upset about all the laughing going on. He says
4: this. Yucks, yucks, yucks. Lots of jokes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's a comedy show, Maddox. (laughs) Are you mad that there's lots of jokes going on? You guys are having a field day with this. And again, this is a fake story about this woman cutting his hair, and
4: I'll tell you why. (laughs) And then she, she grazes my face with her boobs. And I'm like,
2: uh, uh, this, and, but she, wait a minute, wait a minute. How does that work logistically? Yeah. She's cutting your bangs and she gets her boobs in your face. She got my boobs. She got her boobs
4: in my face. Was this a T-Rex? Her (laughs) arms (laughs) were (laughs) so really short. This doesn't add
2: up, buddy. Maybe in one of your 3D models it does. No, no, no.
4: So she, she was in front of me and then she kind of like, she told me to turn my head and I did. And it kind of like, she, she, it kind of grazed her
0: boobs. Wait, you
1: turned your head.
0: All right, so you were calling her on the, or calling, I said her, Freudian slip. <laughs> you were calling him on this. He says, her boobs grazed his face. She was hitting on him while he was getting his hair cut. I happen to have some standing here. My wife is a hairstylist. Oh. And I do get my hair cut on the rag. Humble brag right there. At no point does a barber tell you to turn your head. <laughs> they move around you. That's how the chair is designed. That's why the mirror's there. Never do they say, face me. All right, look over here. This fucking That's idiot. true. They break out multiple mirrors so yes. that you don't have to turn your head at all.
2: You never like have that. to turn your head. I've only, I've only been, I've only had my head
0: steadied by a barber. Yes. They've
2: never encouraged
0: the reverse. They never say, whip your hair around while I cut this piece right here. <laughs> I'm going to hold the scissors
2: like this and you flap your hair around to the length that you want. And I'm just going to cut like a, like a nine-year-old in a fist fight. I'm just going to snip the scissors over here and you fling your hair around to the length that you require.
0: So this guy's a total liar. He's just making up this story about this, this woman hitting on him. And this is the uh, the payoff of this totally fake story where he's telling his girlfriend – That his barber was hitting on him.
4: She never believed me anyway. So what the fuck difference does it make? I was like, well, this happened. I'm just letting you know. And then, and then, a month later, it was Mm -hmm. like around Christmas time, Mm -hmm. I get a message from my barber (gasps) on Facebook Mm -hmm. saying, hey, hey, Maddox, I think you're really cute. (gasps) Seriously? "Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, "Uh," she's like, oh, I think we should go out sometime, maybe get some drinks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think you're really interesting, blah, blah, blah. Just like gushing. And, 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 uh, and I, I i called my girlfriend into the room I'm like hey look look
0: this is a why." yeah because no one's ever received a message from a chick out of nowhere <laughs> that starts with i think you're really hot I think you're really cute i think you're really cute that's
2: that's not how anyone like what a pedophile thinks courtship works like. yes hey, i think you're like uh no one talks i've never heard of a guy that's not a weird fuck say that in regards to a chick messaging them that's
0: never happened that's not how you would go about that's not how you would approach it i didn't see this girl for two months and then she sends me a facebook message that says hey i think you're really cute first of all <laughs> you look like maddox so i'm already not believing the story but secondly people just don't behave in that manner oh uh, this is uh so that that's my take on the uh the maddox haircutting story this is Aaron once again, just being insufferable.
1: TheDatingAdviceGirl.com. dot I'm on all of the social media platforms, all of them. Um.
0: Yeah, that's what this show would have been if you had not shown up that day. You know, that- and I, at the time, I considered it. When we're
2: looking at the text, I was like, "Yeah, that's funny, but that would fuck over tens of thousands of people. You doing that? You can't. You can't do it." Uh, just for that reason. I, but I want to know. I always want to know. You made the right choice.
0: Yeah. For sure. This, at the very end, you, for some reason, you go into libertarian pickup lines. Oh, that was funny. I remember. It that. was very funny. And there's one that you tell that Maddox does not get at all. And remember, this is this super well-educated guy who knows everything about libertarianism and, and how crazy And it is. philosophy. And philosophy, right. He never learned one thing in his life. <laughs> <laughs> He's also an amazing programmer. He's a ten thousand year old man. He works he's the seen it all. He works the C shift at a telemarketing company. He's, he's the <laughs> best when programmer.
4: The real programming gets done when the sun goes down and the real programmers
0: come out. <laughs> clack
2: clack clack.
0: I'm just picturing him walking in with all the other programmers. They have to punch the clock. <laughs> They get a half an hour break at 4 a.m. They're out smoking. They're all zombies. They're all white. They got white pupils
2: and all the all the Eloys file out for the day. They Let's see what these these beautiful fucks screwed up tonight today with their programming. We got to go in and fix,
0: boys. We got to go into the code trenches. Does he think that nobody else lives in this world that he could just pull one over on everybody? They'll believe everything I say. They, they've never had any life experience themselves. Fucking he wasn't idiot. even a
2: programmer. Like he wrote Bash scripts poorly <laughs> to maintain databases at a telemarketing company. Uh, to like to enable the systems of the the most annoying systems on the planet. That his job was to make sure that the worst people in the world in the worst endeavor in history could keep doing what they're
0: doing. And he's pr- he talks about it constantly. It's all he'll talk about. Could you imagine if you had that job in your life? Thankfully, I've not had a job that shitty. I've had some shitty jobs. I don't go around talking about them at all. No. I didn't enjoy it at the time. I'm not gonna be fucking reminiscing about it now.
2: Like yeah, you know that call you get during dinner
0: that you can't get rid <laughs> of? That I did that. That was my job. That was me. You know, you know how the number looks like it's close to your number, so you pick it yeah. up thinking it's your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wrote the script <laughs> that makes that happen. This, uh. is, this is you giving a brilliant libertarian pickup line and Maddox admittingly not understanding why this is funny.
2: Girl, <laughs> I want to dress up like Ayn Rand and make a fountain all over your head.
1: I mean...
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's clear.
1: That's better than the other. You're right. It's very clear. That's the best
0: one? It's very clear. I don't
4: get it. How, what do what, you what mean a fountain? Just gush on?
0: She wrote the fountainhead. Oh, yeah.
4: that's right. Okay.
0: He goes, Oh, that's, that's right. Oh, that's- oh I do I that. I do that. I was just, I was just seeing if you do that, Sean. Oh, that's right. The, I, the funny I thing for ab- her for all those other things, the funny, the funny thing about that joke is that you hear Sean laugh his ass off in the background. You could tell Aaron doesn't get the joke. She goes, Oh yeah, yeah, that one's pretty good. She has no idea what you're talking about. Ian Rand. There's no way no. she knows who that is. <laughs> and Maddox, I don't, I don't get it. What do you mean? Uh, That show was so
2: fucking weird because the audience was Sean and everybody listening, and I knew that Maddox (laughs) would not get the jokes that I was bringing in most of the time. Like, uh, all right, well, I know you won't
0: get it. I hope it doesn't get edited out because I think people will think that's funny. Right. Well, this brilliant comedian, uh, Maddox, does have great jokes on the show and doesn't embarrass himself at all when he uses this phrase to talk about going down on a girl.
4: And we all agree. Yeah. Uh (laughs) You'll go to Chowtown right away, right buddy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I feel like it.
3: Sometimes Chow-town. I got to get the car warmed
4: up Chow-town, first. Chowtown, right, Aaron? That's, that's amazing. That's a hot a hot phrase.
1: It I, I...
0: Ugh. is that tough to listen to? Oh god. Dick, You're I listen cute. to a, I listen to a lot of really bad podcasts and that reminds me of all of them. You got the <laughs> you got the dummy host using a shitty childish phrase and then the woman going, ah! <laughs> and then they repeat it seven fucking times. We heard you.
2: Chowtown. <laughs> it's
0: <is a> comedy. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> not, it's not comedy what you're doing right now. The, the amazing thing to me, and I, I'm not trying to be a fanboy here uh, or, or fan wank or whatever they, they call that type of thing, is your restraint. Because when you're on a show and someone says something ridiculous, your instinct is to save it. Yeah, you, you want to run in there and go, oh yeah, yeah, Chowtown, you know, say something to just make it not so terrible, and you just held back and just let them wallow. <laughs> you let them wallow in it, and I love that about you.
2: Yeah, I like, I like it. people do that when they call in and and uh, shit their pants on the show on the yep. Dick Show. Like yep. I, I have something wrong with me. I like that feeling where it's like that silence where they go. Well, did you hear me like, yeah we heard everyone heard <laughs> you man <laughs> that's the best
0: all right uh, we're gonna talk about the best debate in the universe we both listened to episode 124 is the internet becoming more full of dipshits <laughs> was was the title but before we do that i do want to talk about our newest sponsor deepdiscount.com a great website to find amazing gifts and incredible prices This is the time when you're probably scrambling. You got to buy some gifts for people. You don't know what to get. This is the easy way out. You can save big on tens of thousands of items in all categories, movies, TV shows, CDs, LPs, games, books, so much more. I've been looking at, there are certain bands that I I love and you find everyone has these live Blu-rays or live DVDs now. I can watch that shit over and over again.
2: Yeah. You're right about those live shows. I, was, I, um, <clears throat> I used to watch those all the time, I, like on the HD channel. But then yes. the HD channel just disappeared. They used to Remember show some that? kick-ass concerts.
0: You can find awesome DVDs and Blu-rays all available on deepdiscount.com. They also have new titles. All the new titles are coming out. Venom is available on December 18th that comes out. Venom is that movie it's a marvel movie right it's a marvel yeah, character it's the,
2: the bad guy spider-man the goo my, my aunt, man
0: and it's weird because when that movie came out everyone was predicting that it would bomb because it's not part of the the marvel comic universe right
2: yeah
0: i'm, I'm trying i'm trying to sound like i know what i'm talking about it's not part of the mcu so, and it actually oh, did, really it actually did amazing it, it got yeah. huge box office people
2: loved it <laughs> I don't know why people always shit on anti heroes. Like, yeah, of course, Deadpool's gonna do great. He's a superhero who says fuck. What yeah. do you mean? Yeah, of he, course, he, Venom's gonna do great. He's a bad guy. We he, don't want. None of us are good. They we murder don't
0: people. See good, good things happening to good people because we're not. Yeah, it it actually works out really well. It's the reason why people like Batman and the Punisher. They just murder people. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. No one's watching Superman anymore. DC's. Superheroes are the worst fucking superheroes, which I'm sure next week I'll be talking about the new DC movie that's out and how excited I am about it. But for now, check out Venom. You can get it on Blu-ray as well as 4K Ultra HD at uh, discounted prices right now. Buy that uh, for somebody you love. Wrap it up or gift it to yourself. Uh, Save time and money. Deepdiscount.com. Support our sponsor. Check it out now. You can click the link on our homepage. You go to whoarethese.com. Click the link. That's how they know that we sent you. And uh, we want to thank you, Deep Discount. All right, it's time for the best debate.
3: You're listening to. I'm your
4: host,
0: This is The Best Debate in the Universe, episode 124, with Chad Coltkin and, of course, our buddy, Ron Babcock. (laughs) I'm proud to say I I had to go to iTunes to download this show. And I'm proud to say that when you type in The Best Debate in the Universe in iTunes, at least for me, I don't know how the algorithm works. The top result is, who are these podcasts? Episode of us making fun of The Best Debate. (laughs) In the universe <laughs> is the top pick. Dude, and- I wouldn't be surprised if you had more listeners
2: than the best debate. Like Maddox's numbers are abysmal. When I had access to that account before I redirected it to my show, uh, I saw his stats and they're they're bad. It's like less than um, less than
0: 800 people yeah.
2: downloading every
0: episode on I'm, iTunes. I'm not saying this to be a dick. We definitely do iTunes even puts that little bar, and I don't know how they get those stats to show you how popular shows are, and our episode of us making fun of him has way more bars than all of his episodes, (laughs) so yes. But anyway, uh, we listened to episode 124, and it starts off with these guys rambling on and on and on, and then they finally get into the best debate, which is about, is the internet becoming more full of dipshits, which is just a perfect topic for Max, who thinks he's smarter than everybody else. He's so pompous. He talks about um, going to Syria, and his guest makes a joke that goes right over
4: his head. He does not get it. So I went to Syria when I was a kid, and all this shit that Who's we that? had. Is it by New Jersey or something? Syria? No, it's in the Middle East. Oh,
0: <laughs> is that amazing?
2: <laughs> you can only you can only miss a joke that big, like that's how deep. That's how deeply Maddox believes he's smarter than everyone. Yes. Someone says, "Is Syria? Is it by New Jersey? New Jersey? If you hear it, you're already probably dealing with a joke." But an idea, an idea so <laughs> preposterous that you have to literally, you have to think the person saying it is a is as stupid as a child. Not to assume that they're making a joke on that.
0: <laughs> and poor Chad, they never go back to it. That just goes on right after that. Poor Chad's probably sitting there thinking, like, he didn't know that was it. Okay, I guess he thinks I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, ah, fuck. Well, all right. Everything I say has got to go through an idiot filter now. Right. It's almost like the uh, the Gary Johnson fuck-up from the presidential uh, campaign. The Oh, I went to Syria. Is that near New Jersey? No. Syria is in the Middle East. I know that, Mr. Johnson. I'm well aware of where Syria is. Oh, I should is. have made
2: that left turn at Albuquerque.
0: Why? It doesn't go anywhere near Albuquerque. It's a <laughs> But you know that Maddox is a very intellectual person because he's still playing Pokemon Go. Tell me how this is not an embarrassing story.
4: And there's like four pokemon in there and then I I killed one and then there's two left. I'm like, "Well, that's weird. I only killed one." And there's this car kind of like idling at the intersection, Magic. yeah, next to me. And I look at the guy and he looks at me and I like point up to the gym, like the imaginary gym. I don't know why I pointed up, but like in my in the game it's overhead. It's like a big thing. Yeah. And he like looks at me. He's like he shakes his head no. He's like I'm like, "Oh, well, maybe I'm just a weirdo." And there's another person like maybe in a restaurant who's playing. So finally, take over the gym, and the guy rolls down his windows. He goes, dude, are you attacking that gym right now? I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, it's me. I'm attacking it, too. I'm like, oh, shit. All right. Well, you were here first, man. You take over the gym. Who
1: fucking cares? It's boring as shit.
0: Dick, who, who is still listening to the show? Who's still playing Pokemon Go? That's another question. I have no idea. I don't hear anyone else talking about this. He's all excited about it. I don't know who listens to this show. They
2: spent 10 minutes talking about cooking turkey, which can be fun, but they weren't doing it in any kind of a, uh, I, I hope that you get to the 10 minutes of investment talk that they got to at the end of the show, but I don't know who
0: this episode is for. It's, there's no jokes. Ron Babcock, who, as you have pointed out, is a struggling, unfunny comedian yeah. decides that he understands finances enough that he's going to do a five-part series on financial literacy for the listeners of the best debate in the universe. Mind you, Maddox was famous on the internet back in the early 2000s. People who are fans of Maddox are like our age. Yeah. We we kind of know how finances work, but they're they're presenting this as if it's all a bunch of teenagers and twins. Really 20 somethings listening yeah. to the show is that even possible that that's the I, audience? I no
2: he's reading it's like the very most basic of investing uh that I've ever heard in my life like he's talking about investing when you're making fifty thousand a year yes and putting ten thousand in the bank every year and i'm'm I'm, I'm listening thinking, who the fuck are these guys talking to? like this is I know they're not doing it. He's going over the different types of 401ks if your employer offers one, match it. Like, am I in a fucking human resources presentation?
0: Yeah, those, the the the, those are the worst meetings too. When they go and they explain to you. Now, if we have a 7% return, now what that's going to do is you're going to make interest on the interest. And then when you're 65, yeah, I get compound interest. I understand how that works. I don't need to explain to me. This guy says... If you make fifty thousand a year and you put ten thousand of that into a four hundred one k, you'll have a lot of money forty five years from now. That's not practical. There it's are not so many good gems investment advice in that. It's
2: Maddox <laughs> saying. Uh, Maddox asks Ron why go why go for a 401k instead of a vanguard account like he just is <laughs> throwing out it's like and then ron goes oh yeah uh, well that's the same buddy like you get the, the 401k is a vehicle and the vanguard is like the fund that you give with it and the, the, the coup de grace of it is ron saying how how much time do you think this takes to learn maddox says 10 years 10 years ron goes, well about 10, 10 hours you know you got to really dedicate yourself i'm like I, I can't i can't fucking i can't fucking take what this is- 40 year old child trying to learn about investments from another destitute la comedian like none of you motherfuckers have any money what are you talking about what the fuck are any of you talking about
4: so why an individual brokerage account over, say, like a Vanguard uh, index fund?
3: It's So a Vanguard index fund is, uh, and I'm, I apologize, I'm not explaining this more clearly. Uh, so the Vanguard index fund is, is the investment. The, the brokerage fund is where you put your investment. So you put your index fund into that brokerage fund.
4: Oh, so a brokerage fund is kind of like a a big umbrella that encompasses all your investments. Is that right?
3: Yeah. Or in like a brokerage fund is just another kind of like you can have your your 401k bucket that you put your investments in. You could have a Roth IRA bucket that you put your investments in, a traditional IRA bucket that you put your investments in, or an individual brokerage account that you put your investments in. Think of them all as different buckets that you can put index funds in.
2: All right. It is... Uh, it's, it's fucking Martha Stewart meets, meets Jim Cramer, but the dumb version <laughs> of both. That's the podcast.
0: That part though, that you just pointed out was so amazing. How long he just throws a, a softball out there. How long do you think it takes to learn about financial literacy? What he's trying to say, if you're listening to him is it doesn't take that much. Yeah. Anyone yeah. could do this. And Maddox, <laughs> the dumb, he's not following this at all says, I don't know. You got to dedicate your life to it.
2: No! It was the worst. It's the worst <laughs> thing I've ever fucking heard. A guy reading reading investment advice <laughs> off of his uh-uh. off of his introduction packet at work. If your work offers
0: a 401k, you should match it. Well, no, no fucking shit. You idiot. That's that's free money. A lot of employers will give you 3% match. You should take advantage of 3% we, <laughs> Yes! We know this.
2: Anybody who anybody who has access to this opportunity will have been
0: told this 10,000 times. And, do do? and they're not They're not difficult concepts. Comprehending this is not difficult for people. We will <laughs> give you money that the government doesn't touch that you can put away for later. That's it! We got it! Thank you! Uh, don't worry about timing the market, was one of Rob
2: Babcox- Ron Babcox like- Timing the market! Investing. You're talking about investing- all- You make $50,000 a year, and you're telling people not to worry about timing the market? Who the fuck is this advice for? It's a little off the mark. Don't worry about timing the market. Don't, e- don't even worry about having a fucking job, dude! What are you talking about? You should- What are you on Schwab while you're manning the register at a 7-Eleven worrying about (laughs) timing the market, making 50,000 a year, not knocking anybody who's manning a register, but give me a fucking break. Who is this
0: for? They have to put this out as a separate show. I just want to hear the Ron Babcock financial advice show.
2: Oh God. The biggest fucking investment. Like no analogies, no metaphor, nothing. Just reading a wiki how. On your four, understanding your four
0: hundred and one k. That that would take. Who are these podcasts in through April? If I could <laughs> just review Ron Babcock giving us financial advice, we could talk about that oh. for months.
2: Oh God, I, I mean, maybe I. It's maybe it's funnier to me. My dad was a stockbroker, so I grew up having an understanding of investing in money.
0: Yeah.
2: That people that people do not. You know, I don't know. I I guess I just say that because I don't know if it's that funny for everyone. But this this 10 minute interlude where one moron tries to explain a 401k (laughs) to a bigger moron who doesn't understand it was one of the funniest things I've ever had to listen to. (laughs) It's Amazing. amazing.
0: But you know that Ron is good with money because after Maddox says that he's playing Pokemon Go and it's a way to gamify the world. Or gamify your life. Ron explains what his version of gamification is. You should at I least know. play
3: it one time because that gamification of the real world is something that's going to be huge in the next five to ten years.
0: You know what my gamification
3: is in my life? Hmm. It's um like I just got pants from the gap, two hundred and fifty dollars, and my gamification was using the system to cut the cost down from two fifty three to fifty seven dollars.
0: Alright, so Maddox being an amazing host what? of a show is yeah. obviously gonna say to him, Dude, that's boring. Why would we talk about you saving money on pants from the gap? From the gap. Right. So, you know, Or Mad- make fun of him. Yeah, or make fun of him. You know, Maddox is definitely not gonna go along with this.
3: Cut the cost down from 253 to 57 dollars.
4: Wow. Whoa,
3: how'd you so not that, get two hundred bucks? Uh oh! <laughs> that, like that sale 50% off plus ten percent off.
0: Jesus fucking Christ, Maddox. He goes, Whoa, how did you do that? Oh. First of all, I don't live in LA. Maybe things are different there. You're buying pants that cost 250 bucks at the gap. Is that yeah. possible? I, I don't know. I don't shop at the
2: fucking Gap. I think I of the shop Gap as Nordstrom's. Yeah, the rest of one percent. I, <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I don't know who the fuck is. I don't know what man is spending two hundred and
0: fifty dollars in pants from the fucking Gap. I think of the Gap as like an Old Navy kind of place. Like the, the, yeah. you shouldn't be paying more than twenty five bucks for a pair of pants. If you're shopping at the Gap. I don't know. I haven't been there in decades. I don't know what the fuck's going on there. But Maddox.
2: Maddox's reaction. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. whoa.
0: Now I can stop being a hipster oh. and get some new pants. <laughs>
2: yeah, I've already I've outgrown my pants. Stress eating from this lawsuit and the entire internet making fun of me.
0: Oh. Whoa. Whatever happened with you getting uh, mental Jess? On the show, I know that there was talk about it.
2: No, she's not. She's not calling in, but um I don't. I don't think she'll ever call in. No, but but I did notice. I got some good information. You know how she posted that video where she has her head on that guy's balls. Yes, I,
0: I watch it. It's very
4: uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, I'm, I got to watch it this weekend on the show. But I think that she did that because I was making fun of her restraining order. On the on the previous episode of my okay. the previous bonus episode of my show. So what I've learned from that is that if I rip into her, she will respond. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna try to <laughs> see where I can take that. Because that... she's. I know she's stupid. Like, I think she <laughs> will react with with yeah. I think she will react without thinking. And I'm gonna see where I can take that. I don't think she'll ever call in properly though. But we'll see. Sanctions are fucking coming. Um, her. Mental Chess, Maddox, and Landau are all getting taken to court in New York by yep. Asterios. Love it for sanctions, and that's gonna be I, that will that will force them to start thinking. And when those three start thinking, they start doing <laughs> things. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, that's so awesome. I'm excited. I mean, who knows? Who knows? People will do anything for money, and I've got it, and I'm willing to. I'm willing to deal. I'm willing to wheel and deal with any three of these people if they want to call in. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd love
0: to listen to Landau on your show. I'd love to listen to Mental Jess. That bonus episode you guys did where you just read the court transcripts, you acted it out. Was wasn't am- that great? was amazing. Yeah, it was fucking great. I didn't um, want that to end. That was such a short court appearance. I, I wanted that to be like the OJ trial. I wanted I it to know. go out for weeks. Uh,
2: yeah. No, me too. Um... A, a crime analyst is going to call in, I think, this week and give his give his take on the email that Maddox sent where he was telling an ex-girlfriend that he went to her house and she wouldn't let him in and he doesn't know where she lives and he wants to know where she lives to uh, prove that they have a normalized friendship. Um,
0: that, that was pretty fucking nuts. Wow. I, d- could you just tell me what your address is now? Just, you know, so I know. Who asks a question like that?
2: Yeah, like, oh, man.
0: (sighs) All right. This is, um, Maddox has to prove he's right all the time. Yeah. So he's explaining that there was this Sega game that came out. I don't even know. It was like a Sonic the Hedgehog game or something. And it, it has the word chaos in it. And his friend wasn't pronouncing the word chaos correctly. So he had to call into the Sega hotline or something to prove that his friend was an idiot. Listen to the amount of fake laughter that erupts from this conversation that was never funny.
4: And I said, hey, I I called Sega of America, like talk to the service rep. I'm like, hey, um, I know this sounds weird, but can you just pronounce the name of your new Sonic game for me? He goes, why? I'm like, please, it's just my buddy's on the line with me and he thinks it's pronounced a certain way. Can you just say it? He goes... Yeah, Sonic and Knuckles, Chaos Emeralds. I'm like, there you go, Roy. See, it's fucking Chaos. We hang up the Dude, phone. I fucking love that. That's, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That you use Sonic for <laughs> it, not just like a dictionary pronunciation key or anything. You call the fucking Sega. That's Called, how to prove a point. Yeah. It's <laughs> in the game. Yeah.
0: Ron Babcock is the perfect co-host for this guy. He tells do, yeah. a nonsensical story that is pathetic. And Rob goes, I fucking love that, man. <laughs> 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 they turn into fucking chuckleheads. <laughs> How is that a funny story? <laughs> it's not a good anecdote.
2: He's like Ed McMahon for like a shit bag. Like everything. <laughs> <laughs> and you called him. <laughs>
0: this is the one thing. This is a, uh, an ISO I pulled. That I, I love that Maddox said this.
4: We are like everything I'm talking about, I'm not proud of. Good! You
0: shouldn't be. This is during the show, I'm sure you remember this part. They play a voicemail. And I'm wondering, you know how people will set up fake Twitter accounts and then tweet it themselves or their show to make it seem like they have fans? You know- <laughs>
2: yeah it's funny that you bring up the voicemail because it made the last time I was on you were making fun of the Opie voicemail line. Yes! Remember that yes uh, it was the Opie voicemail line where he was like saying how they wouldn't they wouldn't tolerate call voicemails that weren't like supportive of the show or some shit like that. Maddox said a line in this episode, which was uh, I will even if they don't get played, I'll personally listen to each one. like it was some kind of. <laughs> Pact that he had with his (laughs) listeners
0: and callers, it reminded me a lot of the weird Opie voicemail line. These guys are very similar. They've both had this huge fall from grace where they're holding on to this weird fan base that still likes them. And and those are the people who never should have liked the show to begin with because they didn't understand what was good about the show. The Opie and Anthony and Biggest Problem... I don't understand why the worst parts of that show have a new show that people are latching on to. so bizarre. (laughs) Anyway, this is the voicemail that he plays on the show. And I've been called out for playing voicemails where people kiss our ass. This is pathetic. I bought Fuck Wales on Audible. Listen to Maddox's narration of it. It's fucking hilarious. I didn't uh, get it for free from the library. Let's strike one and strike two, buddy. You're on tonight. Yeah. To see, you oh. get My God. Give up the good one. Do these people actually exist? That are calling into a show to tell them how great fuck Wales is on Audible. <sighs> is that even possible? Uh, yeah, it is, man. Um,
2: it's it is. I'll have run-ins with fan with listeners of the best debate every once in a while, and I can't even understand that they're human. Wow. I don't think that they could. I think they're a bot. Like, I don't think they could pass a Turing test. It Um, is surprising. I don't know what they're listening for.
0: So then he goes on to plug his book, which he does all the time, which, by the way, that book didn't sell very many copies, as we all know. Anyone who's listening to the best debate at this point either has bought the book or never will. This is not a good platform for him to promote. What he should do is he should go on The Dick Show or Who Are These Podcasts and promote his book. We'd love to have him on here. But this is uh, a clip I call "George has no shame."
4: Buy my book on Audible, which, by the way, everyone really likes my, my narration. I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out, but they did an amazing job. They start out with this really nice, like classical, you know, this classical music that starts out, kind of swells, and then it, it goes. I
0: would actually like to listen to your book. Oh. <laughs> who talks? About, who talks about their own work like that? By the way, the thing that I did, it's actually really amazing. It's actually really tremendous. It's, it's tremendous. Great. You it's wouldn't great. think that something that I would have done would be the greatest thing in the world, but it is. I know it's hard for me to say that, but it's the best but it's thing. It's a ever. huge fucking failure. <laughs> and it's so it's always such a hard sell all the time. That's how you know when people are gripping a little too tight. That's how you know things aren't working out real well. He has to to say, you were talking about this with the ad reads you guys used to do on on Biggest Problem. He has to say, like, yeah, people are telling me it's the funniest fucking book on Audible. The way I read it's so fucking funny. (laughs) Okay, okay, I believe you. All right, man. It's five bucks. You don't need to sell it this fucking hard. (laughs) If I think I might get enjoyment from it, I'll check it out. I don't know what
2: to tell you. Or maybe, like, I'll watch a funny episode of Rick and Morty. Like, this this isn't
0: this big of a deal, but it's
2: got to be so funny. It's a book. Calm down.
0: Calm down. I'll probably watch the Pickle Rick episode for the 30th time is probably what I'll do instead. This is George has never said anything remotely funny that he didn't crack himself up at. (laughs) It's so obnoxious. It's so obnoxious, especially if somebody else reacts first, then he has to laugh along with them. Here's an example of that.
3: I'm into it. I'm into all kinds of computer aided uh, rule enforcement for games.
4: Hmm. And I mean you can't it.
3: enforce the rules. There's no fucking game.
4: Um, and I'm into cheating at in marathons because running sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not into it.
0: Jesus. It happens at every beginning of the episode. Whether it was this show or the biggest problem, the SSA, uh, the only show that covers every problem from blah 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 to blah blah blah, and then he goes, <laughs> "Did you hear that? What I just said? I wrecked you over that myself. Can you believe it? Jesus it's so Christ, so
2: fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, it's so, so uncomfortable. uncomfortable in his own skin. <laughs> it's, it's so uncomfortable. It's embarrassing. It's hard to listen to. He was the same way on, our, on when we did the biggest problem together." Um, He's the same way in meetings like we went to a we sold a couple shows. Yeah, we would go into these meetings and he would Maddox would just crack himself up um, Over the stupidest shit that would always like I would always I would turn to him in meetings going like are you fucking? Is this guy serious? Like what are you? Why are you laughing like this? Why are you shilling so hard? Why don't you just go suck
0: his cock like we we've all been there and then you get self-confidence over time And you stop doing that. He's just never developed that self-confidence. Yeah. Or you just get tired of laughing at yourself (laughs) because it's so, takes so much energy. Oh, you
2: know what? I don't have, I don't have it in me today to laugh hysterically at everything I say.
0: Well, when he's not laughing at himself, he's laughing about a tweet that he read. This is content for his show. He's reading a tweet that he read on Twitter
4: that somebody else wrote. I saw a funny tweet about, uh, you know, Michael Buble? The, uh, the singer, yeah.
3: Everybody knows the, the boob The
4: boob. A Canadian treasure. Yeah, mm. he's, he is a Canadian treasure. He sang uh, Santa Baby, except he changed the lyrics from Santa Baby to Santa Buddy. And someone tweeted what? out, yeah, so it's like, what? Santa what? Buddy? Yeah, because someone tweeted out, I was like, why do you change it to Santa Buddy? you like, you're too good to suck Santa's dick like the rest of us?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: Jesus, it's, it's painful.
0: It's painful. When I started playing that clip, I didn't realize it was over thirty seconds long. I just thought it was a short clip of him. No, there's a whole setup to it. He has to explain what Michael Buble is. He has to talk about like, okay, you read a tweet that was funny. That's not fodder for your show,
2: idiot. He read a guy's response to a tweet. I remember. I remember listening to that oh, part. No. Like, oh my god, dude. All right. Well, I mean, at
0: least just steal it.
2: Just say, <laughs> just steal it. say just it. it was your Make idea. Make it your own. That'd be
0: way better. Actually, yeah. while we're talking about it, let me just pull up this uh, thread in my subreddit, Dick. Uh, shits in Carl's Toilet says, all right, this is the guy, Chad, who's on the show, is talking about how when he was like, a little kid in his neighborhood, all the parents would bring the Santa in and this Santa would give presents out to everybody. And he's explaining that at one point he realized that Santa no longer existed and he discovered that Santa wasn't real and listen to Maddox's reaction it's as if Maddox doesn't know that Santa's not real
3: <laughs> I told my parents I know that's just some guy you hire you know I don't have to do the charade anymore and that year that fucking
2: guy showed up and gave me a shoebox full of coal
4: oh fuck him you know yeah. because your parents probably told him to <laughs> you think you fucking idiot do you think the elf on the shelf was the one who told Santa no, I think
0: it was his parents. No shit.
2: Your parents. Well, you're not Jerry.
0: Your parents probably told him, You stupid. You stupid motherfucker. <laughs> so that so that Maddox says no
2: filter at all no, no filter. filter at all just straight just straight dumbness straight spaghetti right to the mouth oh well, while well, you're this the fake Santa that they hired gave you coal after you told your parents that after you tried to after you tried to be woke with your parents you pretentious fuck uh, well, I mean Kevin you figure just connect the dots your Dude. parents obviously told the fake Santa that they hired to
0: give you coal whereas usually Santa was he would go and bring his own toys. Duh. He, he doesn't even say that. He goes, "You know what probably happened?" And I'm just hypothesizing here. There's, <laughs> there's a possibility that what happened was no shit. Of I'm course. I'm gonna this one out for the group. Of course, that's what happened. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Oh, fucking Maddox. He's amazing. The gift that keeps on giving. This is a fake story. This is oh. how. This is why he thinks he's so smart.
2: Because yes. he's, he he congratulates himself on every observation like that. Like, oh, his parents, huh, parents, probably told him too. That's keep on coming, Maddox. Keep the hits coming.
0: You're a smart guy. You know what I? I that you done. know what I just realized? I would pay money to watch Maddox do stand up. I would love to see what he thinks are these brilliant observations that only he has. Yeah, you ever- <sighs> You ever, I mean, notice, that was, you ever notice? You ever notice the that self the checkout show. register? Like, what am I going to do? The job of the cashier, and he just waits for the, all the thunderous laughter and applause.
2: That was the show. That's why it was so great <laughs> and so much fun because he is a very stupid man who thinks he's very smart. He's like the Carl Pilkington of that he show. He is it was always the case. <laughs> it was always the case from episode one, and it was so much fun to pull him into it, to wind him up, and lure him into it to. Tell him how smart he was. So, like, all right, well, I know you got, I know that you, I know you are thinking something that you're not saying. So, let's try to pull it out every episode. It's, um, it's as if, and I would do it again in a second. I would do it again in a second if he wanted to. We got to make
0: that happen. It's as, yeah, as if, I probably, will. it's as if Carl Pilkington was the host of that show and Ricky yeah. Gervais is just sitting at the side, like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. Goes ahead set it up. <laughs> That's really yeah. what the biggest problem was. So wait, you just said you you think it probably will happen that you guys will do a show again together? I mean, I will do
2: anything for money, and I think there is, a, <laughs> I think there is a point. I, there's got to be a point where he's where Maddox is so lost when it comes to money. Like I, I think after the sanctions, uh, if Maddox get, gets handed a bill for for a hundred thousand dollars. I think a lot of things are going to change. Yeah. Uh, I think ultimately he will have to decide between killing himself and doing a podcast for me. And I mean for me, not with me, because that's what it would be.
0: Have you ever talked about this before? I feel like we have an exclusive right now.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, no, I've never talked about it before. I, th- I, think that, I think that if Ramos, the Ram in New York, uh, I think that if he hits Maddox with the sanctions that he deserves – Um, I don't think there will be any escape from that for Maddox other than to depart this world. Uh, I do think that he will have to come to the decision of whether he will make money with me for me or abandon everything. I got like I really don't see a way out for him. Uh, (gasps) I know that he's Mr. Cool and Mr. Popular and has all these Hollywood friends. But at some point. At some point, the real world will beat that out of you. Who, who wouldn't um, some, listen to that show? That
0: that would be fucking
2: amazing. It would be fantastic, and it would only have to be you know once a month or something like that. I I think I could fund his shitbag idiot lifestyle yeah. if he did a show for me once a month. His uh, you
0: could fund his lifestyle. I I also have thirty bucks a week. <laughs> Don't be so braggadocious <laughs> over there. <laughs> it's not that impressive. Yeah. Um, well, Dick, if, if you need a moderator for this show, obviously the most professional podcast on the air these days, we'd be happy to do that for you.
2: I actually agree with you. I think you would be terrific at it. Uh, I think that, <laughs> I, might, I might be biased. You, gotta, you got to You have to live. I mean, I like to live by the story. Like, what's the good story? Yeah. And I and this story has a number of endings. And I think one of them ends there. But it's not up to me. That would be,
0: uh, So we will see. But that would be awesome. It would make a hell of a story. Oh, let the speculation begin. That's awesome. Yep. I love it. Sure. Uh, this is Maddox telling a fake story about Santa Claus and just making himself out to be such a badass.
4: <laughs> How, I love spoiling Santa Claus to kids. Like, I love it. It's my... <laughs> You've spoiled Santa Claus? <laughs> I mean, I've said it before and, like, uh, you know, not even thinking about anything of it, and the parents, like, muffled their ears and they like made sure the kid didn't hear it but i didn't know i was around a kid i was just like talking about santa claus i didn't know this kid didn't know about it i'm like well it's not my fault your kid's a dipshit by the way your kid like can fucking drive (laughs) how
0: again is that is that possibly a real story i I was talking about it's so uncomfortable oh dude I, i i was talking about santa's not even real i didn't go fuck Parents are I like, look, "What's wrong?" I love like, it. I, I love, love it. it. What?
2: Like, what's man, wrong with cop? that guy? Like,
0: that's what.
2: <laughs> are you a fucking cop? What are you, Who talks like that? <laughs> I, I love. I, lo- I love. I love spoiling Santa Claus for kids. Like, what? T- what is that? A was that a person speaking right there? What are you talking about? Don't lie to us. It Nobody sound, likes that.
0: It sounded like the male version of Aaron Tillman. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> I love it. All right. One last clip that I want to play. Maddox, like we've been talking about how he's not a very bright guy, but Mm -hmm. he does from time to time prove that he's got some smarts. And here's proof of that. When he starts breaking down how words work,
4: uh, substitute teacher tells first grade student Santa Claus isn't real. Oh, Yay! Fuck. Good, cool. Good. Good. Are you disagreeing with this view,
0: Ron? I just think it's a little
3: harsh, you know, to get that from uh, from your teacher. That truth. Grade.
4: Well, the yeah. base
3: word. I do think it's fucked up that we're lying to our children too.
0: Yeah, the base word of the word our... teacher is teach, right? Did you hear that? The base word of the word teacher is teach. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? This guy is. This guy's smart. I can't keep up with him. This is three,
2: <laughs> forty-year-old men who are who cannot, who are uh, uh, subsidies of the system, yes. who do not have kids, do not have stable relationships, uh, who are talking about how to raise our children. This is a a guy who is a laughingstock on the internet. For suing people for making fun of him, yeah, a guy who is a guy who looks like uh, uh, he has AIDS, Ron Babcock, who's laughing at every single thing he says, giving investment advice for people making fifty thousand dollars or less a year, and then a guy who wrote Bert Wonderstone, one of the stupidest <laughs> movies. They they touch on that at the beginning of this, of this video, but Chad Colchin. Who wrote Bert Wonderstone? Which is one of the most (laughs) of the dumbest, most terrible (laughs) movies I have ever seen. Talking about how we should how how we should raise our children. Um, (laughs) Uh, Anything else you want to? uh... I'd like a second opinion (laughs) before these guys.
0: Well, Dick. Uh, I think we've talked about Maddox enough for this week. I love yeah. the idea of going back and doing episode seventy-seven at some point. I think there's a well, lot Yeah, I'll do it, man. I it. there's listen a lot to, to talk
2: it. about. <laughs> Sweet. I'll fucking listen to it. it. It'll be a it'll be a slog, but I'll listen to All it. Right. Those were dark times. Let's um, get
0: that let's get that set up. I do want to play. Last week we reviewed a show called Call Her Daddy, which is this podcast that's part of Barstool Sports and it's these two dingy broads who are acting all hot and sexy all the time and talking about sex. And the way – what's that? I hate that. Oh, I it's... hate I hate chicks talking about sex. Uh,
2: Me... with the... Yeah, go You ahead. got You, go you
0: got to listen to the last episode we did. I think it's episode 132 of Who Are These Podcasts because we all agree with you. It's, it's terrible. It's the worst thing you can listen to. But it was a perfect segue into doing Best Debate because they did say this.
1: The, what is it cuckolding yeah i feel like a lot of girl i i've read that a lot that like guys are into that watching their girl get fucked by another guy that is not gay
0: all right you heard it here first guys it's a lot of guys are into that that is not gay i've read it
2: a lot of a lot of guys they're into it
0: um real quick we're gonna we're gonna uh fly through the rest of this i do want to read some reviews that we've gotten recently like i mentioned We've gotten a lot of negative ones. We're up to 375 one-star reviews. It's been exp- <laughs> it's been exploding lately. <laughs> it's crazy. Because Dick, this is the crazy thing about it is that people don't go on iTunes to give negative reviews. They listen oh. to a show they don't like it, they just move on. We're one of the few shows people are like, fuck these assholes, I want to let them know how shitty oh, they are. Dude, are you the most worst reviewed podcast on iTunes? That's I, a goal. I used to take credit for that and say that I was until someone called me out. Michael Rappaport has like 20,000 one star reviews. I, oh. I I think we're a distant second. I know. <laughs> Rap's got me beat by a lot. Anyway, this is a uh, one that came in from Parker Flexen back on December 5th. Sad is the title. And he says, um, these uninformed guys jump right into the middle of a show that's already built and developed just to completely misrepresent the whole thing. They think just because they aren't in on the joke that it wasn't funny. Don't trust these guys' opinions at all. That is a five-star review. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Parker. That's what we want. That's exactly what we're looking for. Um, This one is from also December 5th from the 618 says straight trash. Sounds like a bunch of people sitting in a basement holding each other's privates trying to make <laughs> trying to make it by finding anyone to trash on. I guess that's their thing. Go get some real talent. And that is a that is a one star review from uh from the 618s. Holding so. each other's privates. It, what the hell? Holding each other's privates. I never heard that thing. <laughs> and privates is capitalized for some reason. Holding each Private. other's privates. <laughs> I'm going to use that now. Like, hey, we're holding somebody's privates over there. What the fuck? What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm going to go to like a secret party. And be like, what are you assholes doing in the corner? Holding each other's privates? What you guys been doing all night? just Holding each other's privates? Count me in. I have a feeling that uh, that would go over well. All right. One more that I want to read. And this is a short one. Big Oof of a Podcast. That's from uh, Gavcans32 on December 11th. And so that was the title of it, and the description is big oof. He just wants <laughs> to—he just wanted to reiterate that our show is a big oof. So please, people, give us a five star review. We're a little bit oh. lopsided. We need people to help us uh, creep up on the on the one stars here. But shit, all over us. We'll read it on the air for sure. Um, I do want to thank the fine, fine boys from the official podcast. I did their show uh this past week and it was a bonus episode so you, you know, know they
2: yeah that's to me too i'm pissed i am i will i will say the official podcast their policy of inviting people on for bonus episodes is a, is, is a little bit fucked up
0: uh they i did, like them they did it to a stereo yeah i mean they did it to a stereos too the only episode he did with those guys yeah, was
2: a yeah uh, and and <clears throat> and i probably I, th- I think people are not gonna say it and call them out on it and i I probably will on uh, my show this week. but <laughs> it is a little bit fucky to invite people on to a bonus episode, hoping that their fans will give you money, yeah, to listen to the show. Uh, when I did it, I don't you know, podcast invitations come very quickly mm-hmm. uh, I'm always down to do that show but that did piss me that did annoy me a little bit nothing uh, I don't want to you know I like those guys
0: and I like that show but I was a little bit annoyed about that well I fell for it hook and sinker because not only did I do the show but then I tweeted about it and told yeah. people to subscribe so it totally I don't know if anybody did but I, I did I did all the things that they probably want me to do
2: yeah I remember Maddox, Maddox pitched that as something we could do for our solutions, our bonus mm, episodes, right. our solutions episodes. We should yeah. have a special guest. And I said, man, yeah, but what do you want them? To, like, tweet about a, a thing and try to get them to give us money? That seems a little bit, you know, I mean, I don't know. Well, it seems a little bit shady.
0: I, I want to tell you that we did a, a review of the official podcast, and those guys reviewed our review. So We did a little back and forth, and they had me on, yeah. and they were, they were all just, like, sweetheart- like, I really liked these guys a lot. I thought we had a really fun conversation about the flat earth and a number of other things. So then they post in their subreddit, hey, our bonus episode's out with Carl from Who Are These Podcasts. I think there's four comments in that thread. Like, <laughs> no, nobody's listening to the show. Like, fuck. I like those guys. I don't want
2: to come off like an asshole. But no, you know, I, I like those guys I a lot. Talk.
0: I like those guys a lot. I love Kaya. I know that Kaya did your show. Um, and we'd love to have him on, on this show uh, Great guy And I love all the guys over at the Official Podcast um, Speaking of guys That I love a lot There's uh, a couple of uh, young lads Just to the north of me Who I just want to uh, play a clip for This is just for these guys PC
2: babies The focus kids around
4: When there's something problematic We're gonna let you know Making things fun and Gender neutral
0: everywhere they go. Alright, that means we're at the point of the show that everybody loves. It is called The Teaser. Next week's Teaser. 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 The Teaser. The Teaser. 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 Alright, we're going to play a clip from the show that we'll be reviewing next week. We're not taking off, even though it's Christmas time. Where we'll have a new show out, and this is a clip from the show that we will be reviewing. Did y'all see my Dude Love
2: Halloween costume on Instagram That wasn't from this year
0: That was from when Dude Love was a thing 97, Halloween 97 probably Welcome to Not Sam Wrestling That was my special uh,
2: hint My special hint As to who today's guest would be Mick Foley Mick Foley, one of the early guests On Not
4: Sam Wrestling is back today We got a lot to go over. We touch on his time as general manager. We talk about his return and how he's a completely different. I mean, he came across as a different person, in my opinion.
0: All right. We're going to be listening to Not Sam Wrestling, which is a podcast that stars Sam Roberts. Sounds great. (laughs) This is a suggestion from Dumb Show Reference on Reddit. And it's long overdue. Sam Roberts was an intern on the Opie and Anthony show. He has risen to now be the morning jock along with Jim Norton on Serious Faction Talk or whatever the channel's called. This fucking asshole. I'm not a fan of this guy, Sam Roberts, because he's, he's Switzerland in this whole thing. You have the Opie and Anthony... Uh, fallout, and everyone's taking sides, and Sam Roberts has always been a little weasel and hung oh. out in the middle, and like oh, I'm friends with everybody. Wee, and he sucks. He's not a yeah. good broadcaster. He's not an interesting person. He looks like a fucking caveman. So I'm looking forward to uh, reviewing his wrestling show. He's a big pro wrestling fanboy. Man, wrestling is um,
2: <laughs> it's not so it's not something you talk about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yes. You talk about it. If someone comes to you and they kind of whisper, they're like, um, I don't know. I kind of liked when The Rock was on in the early 2000s. And then you, you look at them and you go, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. watched that a few times. Yeah. And then you figure you kind of like gauge each other and figure out if you could talk about this for real or not. But it's not something you do want to open up a conversation with. Did anybody see Raw last night?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's so, like it is. It is a novella. I understand that. Like I understand that it. You know, it's human emo- real human emotion and athleticism. Yeah. Men, 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 men. I get it. I get it. It's not. It's, I get it. It's not fake. No, it's very. Diff- it's very difficult. It's hard to sell anything, and they're selling basically nothing. And they're doing it nearly naked. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> But why you gotta talk about
0: it? You're the expert on this. I had no well, idea. Well, it's just
2: the it's the talking about it that always it's like <laughs> it's like guys who want to talk about sex with other guys too much. is like oh man, I got some. I got some really
0: – I got a really great blowjob.
2: I'm like, oh, okay, buddy. You
0: yeah. got to take a couple steps back. <laughs> right. Like what I'm I'll, talking I'll, f- about. I'll fill in the blanks. I'll fill in the blanks. That's fine. Good, good, good.
2: Yeah, good. All right. So what do you think about – what do you think about the rockers? Like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Go – Get away from me. Did you see
0: need- Did you see how John Cena turned heel? You're like, ah, yeah, I don't know. I- <laughs> ah, come on,
2: man. Like, I think about that in my private time. Keep it in the bedroom. Keep all your wrestling in the... I don't need to hear about this from you, man. I like it. I'll sit there. I'll watch it. Get a couple of yucks. Oh, I got
0: a feeling in my body, but I don't need to talk about it with you. Somebody somebody sent me a clip uh, on Facebook of opie talking about a wrestler this is going back to the old opie and anthony days i've i've been making fun of words that opie uses and i, I pulled this clip we'll talk more about it but he, this is him talking about a professional wrestler
3: what a hunkaroo!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yum yum
0: i think that's what you were just talking about it's, it's a little bit yeah. embarrassing to look at guys in leotards and say oh yeah i really like that guy a lot he's he's ripped OK, yeah, well, because it is
2: a little bit gay. It's like, a lot of it gay. It being a little bit gay. I just don't want to talk about it with other
0: guys. It's it's a lot of bit gay.
2: Like, yeah, I wish I was the rock. You know, <laughs> if the rock tried to fuck me, I don't know that I could say no. So I don't want to talk about it with other guys.
0: Well, it's weird because their bodies are on display And I like watching sports, and I'll watch the Bills games with my buddies. The conversation never turns into, man, that Josh Allen, he's 6'5", weighs 213. That's a tall drink of water right there, huh? Like That's never how we talk about these guys. But with wrestling, it gets very gay very quick.
2: Yeah, because with athletes, they're fat as fuck. Like there's no <laughs> well linemen are like four hundred pounds. That's true. You know? <laughs> yeah. Babe Ruth looks like a bowling pin. <laughs> like it's not about their body, but wrestling is ballet for men. Yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> but I don't want to talk about it. It's like, Oh yeah. The rock, he really looked beautiful and chiseled. Like, yeah, he looked like a, he looked like a Greek God. You would say like, he looked, he looked like a personification of masculinity. He looks like the personification of sex. I totally agree. That's why I don't want to fucking talk about it with you. Yeah. Like it's,
0: so that'll, that'll be a fun show. I actually don't watch professional wrestling. I used to a long time ago. So I, I'm the same. Yeah. The same. He's t- this show that we're going to listen to is him with Mick Foley. And Mick Foley's an interesting character. But he's one of those guys who – he was the guy who always got his ass kicked. And he was really good at getting his ass kicked. And he'd fall off the top of the cage and land on tacks or whatever the fuck he was doing.
2: Yeah.
3: But
0: then he tried to convert into like a stand-up comedian. And you go, ah, listen, Mick. I know you can't do what you used to do. You're not mankind anymore. But don't don't tell jokes. That's not the natural progression of this. It's not going to yeah,
2: work. Yeah, uh, you'd start in con like you're Andy Kaufman. You start in comedy
0: and do <laughs> wrestling. It doesn't go the other way. But <laughs> it's a tried and true formula. A lot of people have done it, like Andy Kaufman. Uh, yeah, you, you know, you get you're it. The only
2: person. Who's done it. <laughs>
0: Uh, the last thing I want to say is I, I never get to talk about what makes me a rage on this show. It's not one of the things that we do. And by yeah. the way, I would never ask you what makes you rage because I know that that's the content you keep for your show. I've had <laughs> I've had other shows reach out to me and say, Carl, you want to come on our show and you can shit on us? I'm like, no, no, no. That's what I do on my show is I shit on your podcast. Why would I go on your show and shit on your podcast? I spend a long time prepping for that. I'm supposed exactly. to just... Do that for you? Anyway, so I I, this is something that I was just pissing me off this morning as I was looking on Twitter. And I'm sure this is true for a lot of different forms of entertainment. But these assholes who tweet out, can someone recommend a good podcast? These super (laughs) open-ended fucking questions. Like, does anybody know? I don't like true crime, but I want something that's fun. Can anyone recommend a good podcast? And then there's 1,000 replies to that tweet, which is why they do it. Yeah. They can't wait for the response they get. Th- that's the whole the whole reason. It's every fucking guy who who runs a podcast going on there like, well, you should check out my show. It's pretty good. Blah 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 blah. And the amount of effort you're putting into tweeting at one person about your show who's never gonna listen to it, these people are just wasting their time. It's it's very pathetic.
2: It annoys me. What I've um what I've found in my show, what works best is if I really sit down and Think about why why things piss me off and that one what you're talking about specifically pisses me off because it's like a plate spinning like Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm being spun I'll believe it I'll tweet at you I'll tell you it's me I'll retweet other people who are tweeting at you but I fucking know you're just sitting there spinning plates I know that it's just you're just teasing everybody with this carrot of whether or not I'm gonna get a mention by you or not and it, it works. And I want it. I want the fucking mention. That's, and that it makes me disgusted with myself for needing it, for wanting that attention from you that I have to submit to this process of prostrating myself before you with my, humbling, my humble offer of a podcast that I have to go through this pageantry of submitting myself upon you for nothing because it's nothing but 99.9% are losers in this scenario. Yes. And I'm disgusted with you for presenting this deal, <laughs> this this demonic deal upon everyone by, by submitting the question to the public that you force us to do this to you. And I fucking will. And I know and it's equalizing too because I look upon all the submissions and I see this is shit. This is a three-week-old podcast and you don't even have a format. You don't even have a fucking logo. <laughs> and I'm among you and it disgusts me it's so but depressing decide because it is true it is true that there is no difference between us that we are all equal in the eyes of this retweet and it is humbling and it's terrible and i fucking hate it for that reason
0: it's so depressing because the people who are looking through that thread are only other podcasters looking for their own mentions yeah. Or hoping yeah. that there's a listener who's like, oh, you got to listen to this person show up a huge fan. Meanwhile, they see yeah. their download numbers. You think one of the three people who downloaded your show is going to retweet at this person. It's not going to happen. And yet, we're acting like you and I are on there acting like there's all these podcast fans who are just looking for new podcasts to discover and explore yeah. and become fans of. It's not the case. It's just assholes like us who are getting mentioned, and we can't help but look. Oh, what's what's this mentioned here? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and who are these? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Fuck. I'll play this game, you bitch. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, Dick, thank you so, so much for coming on the show again. I had... A great time. I'm really looking forward to Winner's Drink. I can't wait to play that game. Me too, uh, man. I really
2: I got a real tight asshole about that game.
0: <laughs> I'm stoked uh, about it. But I'm really looking forward to it. You know what's funny is that even if it sucks, I'll probably tell you that I
2: enjoyed it a lot. Well, uh, I think that the title alone <laughs> is good enough. You know?
0: I agree. Like, it, just the concept it, of here's a drinking game that if you're good at it, you get to drink. You get to drink so much more sense.
2: I think like it's even doing the game. I had to just fall back on. Look, you're a comedian. You've spent your entire life busting balls. Just have faith in that, that you tried your best and you got it out there and people will enjoy it. I enjoy the fuck out of it. It's uh, so I hope everyone does too.
0: cards against humanity is so fucking annoying. I'd rather play match game because then at least you're (laughs) coming up with something. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, rather than, could you imagine a match game was just you hand all the celebrities a card they have to pull? Oh, this would be a funny answer to that, is it? Well,
2: <laughs> Cards Against Humanity, I hate because you have to sit there and list. It it makes the people. It makes people who are not funny get to talk because yep. they have to present their cards and everyone has to chuckle smugly about it. And then the people who are actually funny at a at a, at a party wherever you're at. Yeah. the people who are funny are restricted by the by the non funny. Uh, uh uh cards in the deck. So in my game in Winner's Drink, if you're not funny, you get shit on. Everyone will shit I on love you. It. And the people who are inspired and funny and want to scream their heads off will be rewarded. That's a, it's a it's a it's um what is that mutant? It's a it's a Darwinian type of game that I hope everyone
0: has fun at. Dick Masterson go to the dickshow.com not dickshow.com Or you can go to dick.show, but definitely subscribe, check out his show, go to his Patreon, patreon.com slash the dick show. Right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And I will tell you that uh, a testimonial here as a proud Patreoni, it is worth subscribing at the twenty dollar per month level because of all the bonus content. And you get fucking Christmas gifts from this guy. I don't know any other podcaster who's doing that. That's amazing. (laughs) Hey, it's the
2: only podcast that has its own cryptocurrency. So,
0: Well, I'm not, I'm not endorsing that. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, took man, a-
2: thanks for having me on. I, I really love this show. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, thanks, buddy. I'm still going.
0: Thanks, buddy. Well, we're looking forward to having you back soon. And please join us again next week because it might be the episode where we find out once and for all, who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Starting in the mosh
3: pits
1: <laughs> of morning radio. <laughs> Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone.
3: This dude is fucking corny.
0: You're not charismatic.
2: It doesn't make any sense,
4: Rick. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. It makes no sense.
2: All right, Dick. It's fucking great. You got a fucking great show, man.
0: Thanks, buddy. And thank you so much for doing it. We don't usually have shows that go on this long. And I feel bad oh, for really? taking up. Yeah, I mean, we're usually an hour and a half top. So I feel bad for taking up so much of your time. The- no, nah, I don't
2: care. My time is best spent drinking by myself on the phone with other guys, joking. (laughs) That's what what people don't understand. How do you find time to do all these podcasts? like, find time? You mean you have to find time to go drink by yourself in your basement talking to other dudes, making jokes? Yeah, I'll fucking see you later, buddy. (laughs) You think about your fucking priorities in your life. Ugh.